And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. gentlemen to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This is Friday, our Friday broadcast, and we had a, a little technical hiccup there right before the broadcast, why it's coming in a few seconds late. My name is Joe Hagman. I am the, the co-host along with my father, Doug Hagman. He will be joining us after this segment. We had some website issues on HagmanReport.com, and he is working to get those fixed, and the website should be up. It might be running a little slow. But we've had a lot of traffic as two of Liz Crokin's articles have gone viral again, as well as a, a number of other articles up there that are getting a lot of attention. we got a fantastic show for you tonight. Uh, folks, we, we are live on YouTube, as well as Global Star Radio, and simulcast on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. we got a fantastic show lined up. We are going to be, uh, Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest and his son, Austin, will be joining us also in the show uh, to go over a few things himself. So let's jump right into this. We'll bring Dr. Ted on. Dr. Ted Brewer of HealthMasters.com, also the radio show host. Him and his son, Austin, do, which streams live on Global Star Radio Network. And go to HealthMasters.com. You can get the 24-hour listen uh, feed, the listen and the number feed, as well as right after our show is over at 10 o'clock on Global Star Radio Network, there is a rebroadcast of Ted's show. And you can hear the show six days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m., and Sundays, 7 to 8 p.m. Dr. Ted, welcome back to the show. Oh, Joe, thanks so much. And I'm looking forward to having Doug on with a few minutes. A lot of news this week. Also, I want to cover aluminum toxicity, and we have a brand-new product that we just developed that's been shown to chelate aluminum out of the brain, and you'll understand why that's so important in a few minutes. Plus, we have a new children's multiple that we have that we've been working on for close to two years. So it's a phenomenal product, and so we're going to be talking about that product today also. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover with you guys today, including in this show, I'm going to, we're going to talk about healing and why a lot of people who get sick don't get healed, why some people who do get healed seem to lose their healing, what the relationship to prayer and healing is, and what you can expect when you pray to be healed. So we've got a lot of information tonight that's going to be relatively controversial. So I want you guys just to stay tuned for that because I want to cover that just in the probably probably you know within an hour we'll start on the prayer and the healing and why so many people who pray who believe God they're going to be healed they end up dying and so it's a it's something that we've talked about over the years on my show and I've written some articles on it over the years but we really need to address this with your listening audience because I've got some answers for you as to why some of your loved ones were not healed and you know and may or may not be right I mean I'm not going to say that this is the definitive answer to it. We're going to cover a lot of variables. I want you guys to grab some paper and pencil on this one because you're going to like this one. This show probably should go viral. It's going to be a big one. But uh, let's talk about what happened this week with the news for a few minutes, Joe. I mean, we had a big scare there in South Carolina with uh, one of the folks who's been on your show saying that there was a dirty bomb coming up on a ship and actually labeled the ship, and now he's in jail uh, for a DUI. He may have gotten out or bonded out by now. But, you know, there's some major stuff going on. We don't need to name any names as far as people involved in all this. And also, we got some stuff going on with Trump. We got some more stuff going on with the stuff with uh, 
with Pedogate. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because the congressman who was shot was really involved in that. I'm sure that's what Liz Krogan is talking about also on her show. So where do you want to start, Joe? Well, we can we can start wherever you want. We have um, also uh, some updating information. The fire that happened in at the London in London at London Tower. I said London four times. That sounded weird. But the uh, the the inferno that the death toll is still being um, configured. There have been some protests, and and people are fearing that it's going to turn into riots there. And we did have the the shooting of the congressman and uh, a few others at the in Alexandria, Virginia, a few days ago. That was um, done by a uh, a rabid leftist uh, follower, Democrat. And uh, you know, where the media's reaction is on this is it's pretty interesting to see because you have a, a number of uh, outlets trying to blame Trump for it, and uh, the other ones are are saying no, it's not the the left's rhetoric of hate and violence that is is uh, doing this, but regardless, um, the division, the political climate we have today, it's it's just getting worse and worse, and it looks like violence is going to be kind of a normal thing if this continues the way it does. Uh, but Ted, we can talk about whatever you want. We can go wherever you want to go, and uh, well, we'll Liz Crokin did she did and, write and, a few pieces on our website and tied the Scalise shooting to Pedogate. And those articles are up on HagmanReport.com. That's right. And also we have to look at what's going on with uh, gun control. The day that the shooting took place was the day they were going to be hearing a huge gun control legislation, uh, releasing a bunch of stuff they had had tied up for years and years, including the release of silencers or suppressors or noise suppressors, you want to call them, for pistols and rifles, making them no longer needing a tax stamp. So a lot of stuff was happening the day the shooting took place. So we also have the Pedigate tie-ins. We got the Pedigate tie-in. We also have the gun rights tie-in, you know, with the hunting bill that was coming before Congress. Now it's been put on hold. They don't know when it's going to even be brought back up into committee to be discussed. So a lot of stuff was happening all of a sudden, which is kind of crazy. This stuff is just coming at us so fast. So I think it's a blend of a lot of things. These guys who do this kind of stuff, they always try to maximize the exposure they get. And they don't want to, they want, they don't want a good crisis to go to waste, according to some of them. And I believe that was a quote from one of those guys. So we just need to realize, and I suggest that everybody goes to your website, pull up the Liz Krogan article and look at how it ties into Pedigate, because the guy who was shot was actively involved in trying to stop the child sex trafficking. And now he's basically in the hospital fighting for his life. And he's in the same hospital I was told and I read that Seth Rich was in, who basically died of much less wound, less, much less serious wounds. So it's going to be interesting to see if they allow this guy to uh, stay alive. Do you remember what happened with General Patton, Joe? I mean, after World War II, he was so upset with the treaty that had been done with World War II, it, you know, it, and he decided he wanted to start a war all over again with Russia and rearm the German troops, and he ended up having an accident. He went to the hospital, and he was dead. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this and this continued deep state feud that we have that's going on right now, plus all the other information that we've pretty much uncovered on CERN this week and a lot of other things that are going over in Switzerland. So there's a lot of stuff to cover. But let's jump on the aluminum toxicity because I want to cover this. This is really important that people understand this. And I've talked about this before in small little clips, but I really want to focus on it right now because what we've done, we've developed a triple magnesium product, and it's basically a product that is specifically designed to clean aluminum out and give your body out of the brain and it's called Magnesium Brain Food. And I want to talk about this just for a second. And it's on special right now. Everything on the website is on special for uh, the Doug 5% off coupon. And what this does is actually 
chelates and pulls aluminum out of the brain. And you'll understand why that's important. It contains dimagnesium malate and malic acid. It binds and chelates with aluminum in the body and carries the aluminum out. Aluminum has been shown in people with brain issues from diseases to memory, including Alzheimer's. And we were supposed to aluminum in the odorants of various foods and other cosmetic products. And also we put in a special blend of magnesium and magnesium L-theranate, magnesium L-glycinate, and it is the only magnesium that has actually been shown to cross the blood-brain barrier. And these are from studies at MIT. And it's shown to help short and long-term memory loss. Also, post-traumatic stress disease, brain response, it improves mental cognition, which is the ability to think, sleep quality, stress management, anxiety. And it's also shown to be helpful for headaches. And so this is a phenomenal project. It, did, it does one other thing that my wife and I both found out on it since we've been using it. we got to develop Makes your fingernails real strong, <laughs> which is, I didn't expect that to happen. And I told my wife, I said, wow, we combine that with the, the multiple, ultimate multiple powder, and our nails are doing really good. Let's talk about aluminum toxicity real quick. Things to avoid that contain aluminum, commercial deodorants, commercial baking powder, and, of course, we've got the Health Masters magnesium deodorant that we have on the website. You can avoid that, so we give you an alternative. Commercial baking powder can contain aluminum triskelate. It's very, very, very bad for you. Aluminum foil, aluminum cookware. Vaccines are loaded with aluminum. And, of course, we have the chemtrails, which can go directly through the oil faction system in the brain. So you really need to consume foods that contain large amounts of this magnesium that we're talking about. And also, we need to avoid all these other compounds. Aluminum has been shown to be an 80% of people tested for toxicity. This is an interesting article, Joe, and it says that aluminum, which performs no identifiable function in the body, it's not a nutrient, it's a toxin, and according to analytical research labs, a whopping 80% of people tested have excessively high aluminum levels in their blood, brain, and tissue. We are li- literally living in an age of aluminum, and sadly, aluminum is used in aluminum cookware, soda cans, packaging for processed food, not to mention aluminum foil, and disturbingly, exposure to aluminum begins almost immediately after birth with immunizations. And what the aluminum does, it accumulates in the kidneys, brains, liver, lungs, thyroid, causing oxidative stress and attacking the central nervous system and the brain, and has been linked to neurodegenerative diseases. It also lowers sperm count, which is, of course, what they wanted to do to reduce fertility. This is a really interesting article that came in about that, and how if you're having a problem conceiving children, it could be from the fact that your body is overloaded with aluminum, and it could be from the immunizations you have. And another another article that we have says scientists have proven the link now between aluminum and early onset Alzheimer's disease. Joe, we've seen this happening more and more and more times now when people are coming in with their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and their 60s, and they're coming down with senile dementia. And a lot of these guys are basically being diagnosed with you know with early onset Alzheimer's disease. And now the studies are saying that there's really a huge link between this. Of course, we've known this for over 30 years, and it really is a major, major problem for a lot of people because of the exposure. And then the other thing that you get a lot of, if you're using a lot of antacids like Rolates and Tums and Tagamet, those types of things, or Maalox, a lot of those compounds contain aluminum salts. And so you're actually drinking those, and you're putting them in your body. I remember years ago I had a friend of mine, his name was Dave, and he owned a company up in Tallahassee that sold coffee products. And I actually worked for him when I was in graduate school there at Florida State. And I'll never forget, we went out with dinner with him one night, Joe, and he had a real bad problem with acid reflux. But he was drinking a lot of coffee, which causes a lot of problems with acid reflux. And I'll never forget, we went out and had a steak with him, and we got back into his um, his van. He had a van. My wife and I were in the back seat. He and his wife were in the front. 
And he literally turned up a quart-sized bottle of Maalox and just turned it up and started chugging it. And I could see him in the silhouette. I said, what in the world are you drinking? And he says, I'm, I'm drinking Maalox, man. I'm like, my gut's tearing me up from the steak. And I said, dude, I said, the reason you're having a problem with acid reflux and acid ingestion, you're not producing enough acid. I said, and plus you're loading your body with aluminum, and you're really going to increase your risks of early-onset senile dementia and Alzheimer's disease. I had another man come into the office, and he had early-onset Alzheimer's disease. He was in his early 60s. He was my age. I'm 61. And he ended up basically uh, becoming extremely forgetful, not remember where anything was, and he used to take a lot of antacids. So that's the big problem we have with the lack of hydrochloric acid in our system, acid reflux, where it's taking all of these antacids and these proton pump inhibitors, Joe, and a lot of these medications that we're taking have large amounts of aluminum in them, and what they're doing is they're poisoning our body with a toxic element that has absolutely no business in our bodies. Here's another article. It says that aluminum does cause Alzheimer's disease. I personally don't think there's any type of uh, controversy on this. I really believe this is an actual link. I believe it's been around for a long, long time, but the globalists don't want us to know that. And then we have aluminum adjuvants, which are put in, in, in injections, almost all immunizations for children, have never been approved for use in the United States as far as injectional stuff. This is an interesting thing that it says, Within the first year of life, the CDC recommends that children receive a total of 29 vaccinations, Joe, many of which contain aluminum, the substance used in vaccinations to increase the immune response to the antigen because it's so poisonous to the body, it makes it actually swell up. There are currently two main aluminum adjuvants commonly used in vaccinations today. It says there are no aluminum adjuvants that have been approved for intramuscular or subcutaneous injection into humans, and there are no requirements for their approval that they are approved as part of the vaccine. And that we get all of these kids. And what it also does, it causes a lot of problems with what we call shaken baby syndrome. Now, I'm not saying that this isn't real in some cases and people don't abuse their kids because we certainly know they do. But a lot of times when you inject aluminum into children, it messes up calcium metabolism as far as bone development. And the children's bones are literally, literally they're not formed properly and they're extremely weak and fragile. So you pull a little baby's, one or two-year-old baby's shirt over their head, you may break an arm. And you didn't even mean to. The kids start screaming and crying, yelling. The, the bone starts bleeding. The arm turns blue. And you go, wow, this is crazy. So you take the kids to the emergency room. And they go, oh, shaken baby syndrome. You ba- abused this baby. He said, dude, all I did was change his shirt or her shirt. And now her arm's bleeding like this internally so that because bones bleed. I don't know what to do. You abuse this child. You grab that child and you broke its arm. And see, then the person goes to jail. They lose custody of the child. Happens a lot. And a lot of these people that have been convicted with shaken baby syndrome, Joe, is because the aluminum in the vaccines have inhibited proper calcium in the bones and proper bone development in these young children. Very, very important that you understand that as a parent. Remember, the first year of life, that child is designed to get all of its nutrients and all of its antibiotics from the brother, from the mother's breast milk. I know Austin's little boy, he'll be on about 9 o'clock tonight, his first year of life, he was being breastfed, and what ended up happening is he stayed super healthy. He might get a cold for one day or two days, and he was over it because he was using the breast milk. And now he's been off the breast milk for about a month now, and his mom's pregnant again, by the way. You can tell Austin, congratulations, he's having another baby. And what's crazy about this is is that, you know, you know, he immediately got a cold when he got off the breast milk. And the reason for that is his immune system is now trying to develop on its own. The first year, children don't even respond to different types of things like colds by themselves. The breast milk is supposed to take care of that from the mother's milk. And the immunizations are pretty much useless. And the pediatricians will tell you the truth, will tell you that. But they want you to develop a pattern of going to the pediatrician on a regular basis to allow that child to be immunized so you build a habit pattern. 
Plus, it's also a revenue stream for that pediatrician, and a lot of pediatricians will admit that they don't even immunize their own children, Joe, because of the amount of autism they've seen with these kids they've injected. So we wanted to share that with you because aluminum salts are also found in many popular antiperspirant deodorants, which we know that, and these aluminum salts go directly through the lymphatic system, through the skin into the lymphatic system, and a lot of breast cancer women now are finding out that when they analyze the breast cancer cell, that it's loaded with aluminum. So ladies, please use our magnesium deodorant. Don't be using anything that contains aluminum as far as an antiperspirant deodorant. They're really, really, really unhealthy, and they need to be completely and totally avoided. What do you think, Joe? Well, I know that um, from emails we've gotten when you put together the the arthritis pack with the different types of magnesium soaps and deodorants, mm-hmm. for uh, and that helps inflammation and, and uh, arthritis. I know that it has worked with uh, a great number of people who have tried it, and I think that we should at this point, you know, look for alternative ways to, especially natural ways to to do things to to heal our bodies and and uh, to take away symptoms of of certain ailments. Because if we rely solely on pharmaceuticals, you know, we talk about this a lot that they only uh, temporarily treat symptoms of the disease, and why take a, a risk taking a a lab-produced medicine when there's natural remedies for the ailments that, that some of the ailments that are out there. And as far no. as the um, the aluminum and the links between lumin, aluminum and Alzheimer's and, and dementia, you know, that's that's serious stuff. We have to understand from chemtrails and, and uh, you know, there's lead in water. There's all these uh, toxins that are in our water. It is um, so important. You know, to keep our 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 mental health and our neurological health, you know, at the at the forefront because we can't function without having those, uh, you know, the right way. Well, so any know, suggestions you have to to help make that you know function better and to protect. Uh, well, we well, well we have a magnesium kit protocol that you talked about also with the magnesium salts to soak your feet, which we do on a regular basis. Plus, it contains the deodorant. It also has the magnesium bomb like muscle pulls and muscle strains. It works phenomenal. In fact, uh, Charlie Ward called me up. He's a former Heisman Trophy winner, and he's a good friend of mine. His son's playing ball, and he had a muscle pull, and he called me up just the other day and actually texted me and asked me, what can you do for this muscle strain? And I said, here's what you do. So it's one of those things that a lot of sports teams are using now because what's happening is they're starting to realize that, you know, the Ben Gay and all those other types of products that heat up the areas, they're not really curing or healing anything. All they're doing is allowing additional blood flow to go to those areas. But if you've got a magnesium deficiency, which is using over 300 biochemical reactions in the body, you start having deficiency symptoms like leg cramps, muscle pulls, etc. Plus, now we've got a product again. This is the magnesium brain food, which actually helps to chelate this, mag- this this aluminum back out of the brain, which is extremely important. I mean, this is something we've been working on and developed. I mean, been working on for years and years because we've realized this is a major problem, especially with the chemtrails. And I don't even know how to stress that. I, I mean, I take two scoops of this stuff every single morning because I want to make sure that I get this stuff out of my brain the best I can. We've actually had some people say they get a better memory response. They have, they're less stressed out. And you combine that with the cortisol buster and this magnesium. I mean, every morning I have a protein shake. I put all of this stuff in the protein shake, including the, the powdered multiple vitamin. And then, of course, we've got the new vitamin. And I, I, want to share, I want to share this with you guys, too. We developed a brand-new vitamin supplement for children. So I find it here. This is something. And the reason we did this is primarily because Austin has kids now. And we are selling a whole bunch of the organic gummy bears, which 
I was doing that because I had no choice because the kids liked those a lot and we didn't have a good multiple vitamin that was chewable for kids. So we developed the ultimate multiple chewable. Now all these are on special for the Doug 5 coupon right now. And these are phenomenal. This is so much better than any other children's chewable on the market. We made sure of it. Sometimes it has four and five times the amounts of different nutrients that the gummy bears have in them. And they taste absolutely great. You just let the kids chew them. They taste like a sweet tart. They're absolutely delicious. I actually like them. And they're a far, far superior product to the gummy bear. They cost about the same as the gummy bears, but they're like three times the potency. So really, they're only about a third of the price. So they're phenomenal products. We have the ultimate chewable for kids now, too. Now, there's several things here also I want to cover. Uh, the, the myths of aging. And one of the myths of aging is senility when you get older. Uh, guys, this is just not true. You don't have to be senile. I mean, I'm 61. I'll be 62 in a few months. My brain works as well as it's ever worked. Now, I must be, I must be, I must tell you though, I take care of myself. I don't go out and eat a bunch of junk food. I don't go out and drink a bunch of alcohol. I mean, alcohol now has been shown even in moderation with people who are older, over 30, over 40, that it really wreaks havoc on the entire body, including the brain. It causes a lot of problems with memory loss because it's destroying brain cells by the millions when you get drunk or when you start drinking on a regular basis. That's why I tell you guys, if you're going to drink a glass of alcohol, a glass of wine, a glass of beer every once in a while, okay, your body can deal with that and process it through your liver. We did a whole show just a few months ago on the liver, Joe, and what it, how, hard, how hard alcohol is for the liver and how it's much, much, much worse for women who drink alcohol. So don't start drinking alcohol thinking you're going to be healthier, including red wine. But you don't have to be senile when you get older. But you do need to change your eating habits. And you don't need to lose your teeth. And you can manage a lot of this through your lifestyle changes. And it doesn't mean you're going to be constantly sick. I know the other day, we had some, you know, the hunter got sick, I told you that earlier. They kind of swept through the house. Now, what I did, now this is a little secret I'm going to tell you that I did. A cold is a rhinovirus. And it's something that it goes through the nose, through the eyes. And if you keep your hands washed, you don't touch your eyes, and you basically keep your nose cleaned out, you don't really have a problem most of the time with colds. And this, this thing swept through the entire household. But what I did is we have a 500 parts per million colloidal silver. It's a really good product. Uh, it's phenomenally made. And what I would do is I'd take a Q-tip and I'd put it in the colloidal silver several times a day and I'd, I'd just basically clean out the inside of my nose because it'll kill a rhinovirus like that. And so if you have exposure to somebody in your house and they're sneezing and coughing and hacking, it's one of those things that you can do. But you, you need to get a really good type of colloidal silver. This is 500 parts per million. A lot of guys sell the stuff that's like 10 parts per million, 50 parts per million, and it's the same price as the stuff that we have, and it's simply, it's not really effective for that because it's not strong enough. And I do that all of the time. And if you ever, if you're using a Kleenex or you're whatever, cleaning your nose and getting junk out of your nose, always make sure you swab the inside of that nose with that Q-tip after you get done so you don't cause an infection or cause something to get, you know, lodged in there and basically cause a problem with getting a nose infection or causing yourself to catch a cold. Really, really good tip for you guys. And also, keep your hands washed on a regular basis, like every single couple of hours. And every time you shake somebody's hand or use a doorknob, go ahead and make sure you, you rinse your hands off. Now, you don't have to use soap because that will dry out the lipid and the, the fat in your skin. You can just rinse them off with running water and then dry them gently and then throw the towel away. If you're using a public bathroom, make sure if you're not using one of the faucets to turn on automatically that you always turn the water back off with a towel because that, that, that faucet is contaminated with what we call fecal coliform, and it's going to recontaminate your own hands, and then you don't want to be touching your face. So always make sure you're very cognizant when you open the door to the bathroom, use a towel, simply because we got to a class one time in the biochemical genetics department at Florida State, and what we did 
is we were in the old Conradi building up in Tallahassee at FSU. That's where the, the, the apartment was located. It's been since torn down. And what we did, we actually took a, 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 a dish. It's called a, a Petri dish, and it's a little plate about that thick. And what it does, it has like a sugar solution with protein and like gelatin. And we went around the entire Conradi building, and we took a Q-tip, and we'd wet it with distilled water, and we would wipe down the doorknob and put it in the Petri dish. And then we would go to the elevator button, and we would wipe that off and put it in the Petri dish. And we'd go on the stairwell and wipe it off and put it in the Petri dish. And we'd do the bathroom handle. So every area that was touched in the Conradi wheel that we could find, it was part of the class assignment. We all went around and we did this. And then we put them in like a little incubator for about three or four days, and we came back to see what had grown in those. And every single surface, Joe, that we tested had fecal coliform on the surface, which basically comes from feces or, or human, human, human poop is what it is. And what ended up happening is we, we found then that literally every public surface because people don't wash their hands when they use the bathroom, is contaminated with fecal coliform. So I know that sounds kind of nasty, but think about that, that guys. And so when you're touching your face or touching your eyes or, or, or some people pick their nose, that kind of stuff, you're getting all of this stuff up inside of this nasal cavity or in your eyes, and a lot of people end up with infections because of this. So it's very, very, very important to wash your hands properly. You know, just with running water most of the time, it's fine, let's say, had grease on them, and that will clean all of that stuff off. And it, it makes it a lot, you say a lot healthier like that. By the way, there's also been a whole bunch of medications that have been shown to cause memory loss in the elderly. This is what they did to my mom when she was in the nursing home. I did not have power of attorney over her. I was not allowed to control her medication or dosing or even work with the doctor on that. My sister did that, and they basically destroyed my mom's memory. Uh, sleeping pills are really bad about that. Statin drugs are really bad about that. But there's some other medications that have also been shown to cause massive memory loss, especially as you get older. Let me go through this. So the, the Parkinson's, the scopolamine has, has shown to cause memory loss. The uh, Dilantin for epilepsy causes memory loss. Uh, basically, if you're using painkillers, you use opiates or morphine, they can cause sleep. They can cause uh, they can cause memory loss. Ted, we and are we're we're right up against the break. We will pick up right here where we left off. Uh, folks, Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is the website. This is uh, the company we use for all of our uh, nutritional supplements, you know, vitamin B, vitamin C, the ultimate multiple, and so much more. Also, purple sticks just had another. I've been having them every uh, last two weeks, every day, Me about too, an hour Joe. before the show. Me too, Joe. And, uh, you know, they really do help. Folks, we'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer, and don't forget his son Austin Brewer will be joining us later on in the show. Uh, both of them together host uh, the, a show right here on Global Star Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced, Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Welcome back to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yes, I made it in. I made it in. I made it from the office to the studio. Actually, uh, just had to take care of some issues with our website, which was down, and then had to kind of just uh, fix some issues. So, Joe, thanks for covering for me. And Ted, of course, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, the guy that fixes everyone, keeps <laughs> people's blood pressures in check, right, healthmasters.com. And also, you know what, take nutritional supplements. Get your nutritional supplements from Dr. Ted Brower. End of story. If you don't do that, then, I mean, look, you you got to do it because they're the best. And um, I'll just look at us. Look <laughs> at me. I'm the picture of health. I, no, seriously. Uh, his, his, nutri- his multivitamins are the best. All of his products are the best. They're um, they're uh, done in, uh, in-house to his specifications. And I got to tell you, man, uh, wow. Yeah, see his lab- the laboratories and, and how they... It's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, uh, it's like a level five containment clean. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's, it's, it's impressive. Ted, thanks for covering hey, me. Hey, Doug, Joe, thanks for having me on. I, I tell you what, I'm really happy that Renee's doing well and she's responding well as far as healing with the supplements. And let's talk about healing right now. Sure. I, I need to cover this because I've promoted this all week on my show that I'll be covering this tonight. And I want to get this out as quick as I can because this is important that you guys understand this. 
a lot of I, re, I looked it up online today because I want to find out what a lot of people were saying about people who are Christians who pray and then end up dying. And I wanted to share some of my beliefs on why this happens. And I want to share another article that was just released in one of the magazines this week. It said that believing in God could help combat diabetes that a new research is suggesting. And it says accepting that someone created and now rules the universe encourages sufferers of deadly diseases and conditions to adopt a healthier diet. Feeling safe under God's care makes it easier for patients to plan a healthy diet with their partner, the study claims. Eating together helps to scrap the urge to consume junk food and products high in sugar that could exacerbate type 2 diabetes, which is a preventable condition, which we know that, that we saw that with you. Uh, often thought of as a harmless type 2 diabetes, a hidden killer can lead to heart failure, blindness, kidney disease, leg amputations, and also, by the way, it leads to, some people say, Alzheimer's disease. Accepting that someone created now rules the universe encourages people to adopt healthier diets. And it's kind of interesting how they say this because we're going to talk about this very topic tonight. And I want you to understand something. This is, this is a, this is important that you get this. A lot of people, they want to blame everything on the person either who's praying for that person who's sick or they want to pray it on the per, blame it on the person who is sick while they're not healed. And, you know, we can blame shift all we want, but not everybody is going to get healed. And I'm going to talk about why that is in a few minutes. So what we don't need to do is have negative prayers over people who are sick. Uh, just a few months ago, I'll never forget this, Doug, and I have a dear friend of mine was over at the house, actually, and a good man, good man, and his wife were here, and he asked to pray over me. And he started praying, and within like two sentences, it got super negative, I mean, really negative. And I stopped him. I said, sir, I said, let's not do this. I said, let's not be involved in this. Uh, you know, I don't want to have a negative prayer prayed over me. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to do that. So he starts praying again. He does the exact same thing again. I said, whoa, stop. I said, let's just go ahead and, and pass on this right now. I don't want this stuff spoken over me because it's just not necessary. So we're going to talk about that in just a second also. But remember, healing is primarily for the unbeliever. Uh, divine health is the goal of the believer. We should be walking in divine health because so many people believe they can do whatever they want to do and be, basically be healthy. And then when they get sick, they want to blame God because they're not feeling good anymore, and they want to turn around and say, well, it was God's fault that I didn't get healed. And, you know, you have to understand that you have to realize that there are a lot of things, including forgiveness in a person's heart, that has to be there for them to be healed. And sometimes Christians just have a hard time receiving the healing because they have a hard time forgiving other people or they don't believe that they're really somebody who deserves to be healed. And so... I've also seen people, Doug, they've been literally slain in the spirit, if you believe in that, and they've not, some of them have not been slain in the spirit, and they are completely healed. I mean, I mean, like spontaneous remission, and then you come back into the city years later, and that same person has the same disease again, and invariably in these churches that believe in prayer and laying on of hands, literally the same people come forward every single time who've got health problems to be prayed for again concerning their health problems. And, you know, the problem is this. A lot of it is stress-induced, and a lot of it's because they're taking meds. But I'm going to talk about what the Bible says right now, so you guys can kind of, like, check me out on this in a little bit. But there's four basic precepts in the Old Testament that we need to look at. Number one is God's relationship to man. Number two is man's relationship to man. And number three are the sanitary laws, and number four are the dietary laws. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with us in the New Testament? Well, they're principles. They're principles of the Old Testament that God put together for us so we'd live long and prosper. 
In the book of Deuteronomy, it says that if you follow these things that I'm telling you to do, you're going to live long, you're going to do well, and you're not going to have these horrible diseases, you know, like long and lingering diseases, which we assume stuff like cancer and wasting diseases like cancer. So people were dealing with suffering and disease, even leprosy, back in the Old Testament, and there were four basic precepts that they were taught to follow if they were basically from the Jewish faith. But all these, again, dealt with God's relationship with man, man's relationship to man, the sanitary laws, and the dietary laws. Now, when Christ came for us and to redeem us from our sins, he forever changed God's relationship to man, period. He changed everything because now we go through Christ, through the cross, through the Holy Spirit, to do all the things that we do with God. So that changed everything. He also changed our relationship with man's relationship to man. Now we're not, have, we're not under the old Abrahamic law. We're underneath the new law of love, to love one another. Now, the two things that never got changed, Doug and Joan, which people don't look at from the Old Testament, are the sanitary laws and the dietary laws. Now, you think, well, people can eat what they want to eat and get to heaven. Yes, because we're under grace. But you see, in the Old Testament to the Jews, when they ate pork or they ate shellfish, it was considered a sin. And they weren't allowed to do that because God told them in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, that if they ate those types of foods, that they're going to come down with these diseases. And so they knew better. That's why when Jesus cast the demons out, he cast them into a herd of swine. Now, there were several thousand pigs in that herd. They ran down a steep bank, and they drowned themselves. Now, the creator of the universe knew what was going to happen to those pigs. When they went at these, the, the demons went into them, they were going to kill themselves. Well, he already knew that, but he didn't care. He didn't care about the economic impact that those pigs had on the local community because they weren't there to be eaten as far as he was concerned. They're like a septic tank. There was a giant pit outside of Jerusalem, and they put the hogs down inside of the pit, and what they did, they ended up, in a situation where they would take the human waste and the excrement and they would, remember they didn't have septic tanks, they didn't, they didn't flush toilets back then, they would take it in a bucket and they would throw this human waste, this human feces into this bucket that's in this pit outside of Jerusalem and these hogs would eat it because they'll eat anything. And so this was like the living septic tank they used to eat this type of filth. Now Jesus knew that these people in Jews, the Jews weren't supposed to eat this, so to them they were, they were just like a they were basically a toilet cleaner is what they were. So there wasn't even a question of eating pork. Now now we have the World Health Organization that has come out and has said that pork is one of the primary causes of cancer globally. And there's a really good article in the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983, by Professor Hans Reckwig. And the article is called The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. And what this article goes into is the different types of poisons and diseases, including trichinosis, that are transmitted from pigs into humans. So we know that we have the dietary laws that never got changed. Jesus did not come to sanctify a pig. Now, a lot of you are going to be quoting the verse out of 1 Timothy now, and I'm doing this from memory, and I believe it or not, I'm not reading notes. I'm just talking to you guys, and so I've done this so many times in Christian churches, I pretty much remember this. And it says, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving, deceiving spirits of things taught by demons. Such teachings come through, through hypocritical liars, whose conscience have been seared with a hot iron, who forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain meats, which God created to be received by thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth, for everything God created is good. Now, if it is sanctified by the word of God, which was the Torah and prayer. Now, if you go back and you look at those verses in Timothy and you break them down, which I've done this, by the way, I've gone into the Greek, every single word and I've broke it down, what it's saying is this. People are going to come in latter days and they're going to tell you to avoid certain meats, which God recreated with, 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 with thanksgiving for those who believe. Because these meats are sanctified by the Torah. Now, if you look up the word meats in that verse, it's broma, B-R-O-M-A in the Greek. 
And those are meats that are sanctified according to Levitical law. That's what it says under the law. So they're forbidding people to eat certain meats which have been sanctified according to Levitical law. You have to put the definition in with the word. And it says because these things are sanctified by what? The word of God, which at that point was the Torah. Remember, the New Testament had not been put together yet. They were just a series of letters that were later compiled by the Catholic Church or the Roman or the, or the early Christian Church. So what, when, they're, when they're talking about the Torah, when they're talking about the word of God, the only thing they had was the Pentateuch, the five first books of Levitical law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So these, they're telling us these foods have been sanctified according to the Pentateuch, the Torah, and that basically by the word of God, the Torah, that you can eat them and they're safe to eat. So what we have all the time are Christians who take this verse out of context and say, I'm going to pray over and eat it. That's not what it says. Now, the other thing that happens with people is Peter's vision. Because in Peter's vision, what ends up happening is Peter has a vision and the sheet's being let down and all of these nasty animals come out and God says, get up, Peter, get up, Peter, kill and eat. He goes, surely not I, Lord, for I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. Then Peter goes on to say, I'm not, I don't want to do this. And the following the Holy Spirit says, don't call anything unclean that I've made clean. And then about I think it's first I think it's after chapter two, verse thirty eight, Peter comes back in and he goes, God has now shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. This is to bring the Gentile believers into the body of Christ, Doug and Joe. So what ended up happening is people misinterpret that. It doesn't say I should not call any man or pig unclean. It doesn't say that. Because remember, the Bible says the scripture cannot be broken, that the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what God says is bad to eat in the Old Testament is also bad to eat in the New Testament. And God knew what refrigeration was going to be, and he'd have put a little appendix in the back of the Bible. He says, oh, by the way, when you figure out how to keep the meat cold, it's okay to eat. He doesn't say that. He says, don't touch it, because he knows what it does, and he knows the worms and the parasites and everything else that are in it. Now, if that's not enough to convince you of this, go read the last two chapters of Isaiah. I believe it's Isaiah chapter 65 and Isaiah chapter 66. And what that does, that goes into detail talking about those who eat the, the meat of the flesh of pigs and rats and other abominable, abominable things they shall meet their ends together, declareth the Lord. That's what the word says. So now that's what the Bible says about eating certain types of food. So, and the reason I'm saying all of this is about is going to be now about healing. What we have to understand is that we're dealing with natural laws, and these natural physical laws that are taking place in the universe are real. They don't change. If you don't believe in me, if you don't believe in that, take a penny and throw it off the edge of the, the, the your your counter, it'll fall straight down. And I always tell folks, if you don't want to believe that, I mean, you can, if somebody steps off a 10-story building, they're going to have a really negative experience for a few seconds if they say they don't believe in the law of gravity. So these natural physical laws affect everybody all of the time. So what ends up happening is this. If we have faith and we believe God that we're going to be healed, in the event that we aren't healed, we have to take a look retrospectively of what we're doing and what we're thinking and how we're acting. And you say, well, does that make the person's fault? Well, it's not necessarily the person's fault that they weren't healed, but there may be certain things that have caused them to get sick to start with. This is the problem that you see when you go back to a church. Someone was healed. You come back, they've got diabetes again, or they've got cancer again. God didn't supernaturally heal them. Now they've got the same disease all over again. The reason that happens is this. The lifestyle choices, Doug and Joe, that they were doing that caused the cancer to start with was continued after they walked away from the altar and got healed. So the same diseases that caused the cancer to come the first time or the heart disease to come the first time or the senile dementia to come the first time, it comes right back because nothing changed. The lifestyle didn't change. They never went back and said, hey, 
maybe I weigh 400 pounds and maybe I don't need to eat Twinkies all day long. Maybe I don't need to go out and eat two big giant pepperoni pizzas every single day. Maybe I don't need to do that. They don't see it that way. They go right back into their old lifestyle and so that healing simply dissipates and the diseases come back on their bodies. Now also, we've got to realize this. A lot of people have really, really negative self-talk. And when they confess scriptures, they don't really believe that they're going to be healed. I spoke with a lady here last few years ago. She had breast cancer. And uh, she was going to the doctor, and the doctor was working with her. She found a nutrition guy out in Colorado, and she worked with him. And and I told them some things that they could do as far as some supplements to help build the immune system. And I told her, I said, what you have to understand is that God wants you to be better. So you can't get into a situation where you start to stress out over what's happening with your body right now. You can't allow yourself to do that. You've just got to sit back in God's rest and let him heal you. But what you also have to do is change the lifestyle, including drinking the coffee, drinking the alcohol, eating the sugar, doing all the things that you may have been doing that caused this disease to come upon you to begin with to give your body a chance to be healed and to obtain you know, good healing. And they say, well, is it really necessary to do that? No. God can come in again, and he can do a supernatural transformation. He can literally put his healing frequency right through you with the Holy Spirit, and he can change the cells in your body, and he can do everything simultaneously. You can go snap, and you're healed, and you walk away, and you're completely saved. Well, you're walking in divine health at that point. But again, let me repeat myself. If you continue to do what you did to cause the problem to begin with, in many cases that exact problem comes right back within six months, a year, two years, you've got the same problems. You remember, Doug, when you, you called me up and you told me, Ted, you know, my sugars are like at 450. I don't know what to do, your blood sugar. And I said, Doug, I said, there's some things you have to do. There's some supplements you need to take. There's some dietary changes you need to make. And you did that. Now your blood sugar is normal. And for blood sugar to come from that high to normal is it's pretty impressive. But again, did God heal you? I believe that he did because we prayed for you also. But also you took your time and you changed what you were doing, which is something that everybody has to understand. You can do it the hard way, you know, and just believe and believe and believe all the way to the grave that you don't have to change anything you're doing and you can live on junk food all of your adult life and they can bury you in a few months. I've seen that repeatedly. In fact, that's more the case than not the case. And Or you can go ahead and make the changes that you need to make and give God's Holy Spirit a chance to work through you and for you to show the faith that you have by making the changes. And see, this is so important. Doug. What do you think about all this? Oh, yeah, I think you're right on the money, Ted. And people have to listen to exactly what you're saying. I mean, obviously, number one, you've got to decide to to make the changes. That that's we are in charge of our own health, and we can we certainly can. Um, uh, well. We're in charge of our Be own proactive. health. Be proactive. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's, go ahead, Joe. Just, um, you know, there's a lot of people think certain things are out of their control, or, and even I do that to myself sometimes, but you just change certain habits and, and patterns. you got to break uh, unhealthy habits, and, and once you start breaking the unhealthy habits, it becomes a lot easier um, to, to change, you know, your health and take control of it. And, and, but a lot of people feel helpless with that, and I think if they just took some first initial steps, the rest would would be a lot easier. And when you're shopping, you know, for three meals a day at the local Seven uh, Eleven, you got a problem. And, you know? and speaking of three meals a day, Ted, let me ask you. Um, I don't know if we if you've ever done research throughout history. You know, uh, what 
people's calorie intakes, you know, or, or uh, regular meals were um, throughout history, even in the last few thousand years. But what would be ideal? Uh, I know I hear people say, you know, eat, you know, three or four or five very small meals a day. Uh, what about eating like one meal a day or two small meals a day, as long as you're, you know, uh, not starving can, yourself? The body, that... can only, the body can only effectively carry about five to six hundred calories in a meal before it releases insulin to store those extra calories as fat. It'll convert the carbohydrates to fat and store them as fat. It'll take the fat and store them as fat. Uh, it, it, that's what it does. And so what ends up happening is if you eat a lot of calories at one time, like one giant meal a day, the body really doesn't do that very well. It wants to store those extra calories. And then the problem is, once you convert carbohydrates to fat, they can never be converted back to carbohydrates. Again, they have to be burned as fat for fuel. It's very, very difficult to do that. That's why so many people go on those ketogenic diets. So what I tell folks is this. If you want to weigh 180 pounds, which is pretty much my ideal weight, which is my goal to go back down to 180, but I weigh about 190 now, I did that, you divide that by, you times it by 10. And that's 1,800 calories a day, and you divide that by six. So you eat like six 300-calorie meals throughout the day. And when you do it that way, it allows the body to the ability to use that fuel that you're putting in and burning it instead of storing it as fat. That's one of the key secrets that you use. And you can use this product that we have. It's called HGH Stimulate. This is the number one selling product we have, by the way. And so many of your lives, guys are listening to it and using it already. And that's like a... It helps to release human growth hormones from the pituitary gland in the body. There is no, there is no human growth hormone in there. That's why it says HGH stimulate. And what it does, it allows you to increase lean muscle mass, burn body fat. My wife says I got rid of her cellulite. And what that does, it gives you the ability to work out harder, maintain the lean muscle weight. Because remember, every pound of muscle that you have burns like 50 calories a day just to maintain its own basal metabolic, basal metabolic rate. So if you go on a crazy diet and you lose 10 pounds of muscle, you're going to lower your own basal metabolic rate by 500 calories a day, which means now you've got to eat 500 calories less just not to gain weight from where you need to be. So that's why it's so important when you're losing weight, you've got to train real hard, take this HGH stimulate, drink a lot of water, stay away from high glycemic carbohydrates like bread and pasta and rice and some of these other compounds that are so bad for you and eat a good high-protein veggie meal every time. I, I talked about this last time I was on with you guys. I try to eat a little bit of sauerkraut, you know, with every small meal that I have because there's hardly any calories in sauerkraut. A big tablespoon's like, like 15 calories. And so if you eat a two or three or four or five tablespoons of that, it really helps keep the bowels clean and it really helps to keep the intestinal tract healthy. It really does. And you can do cooked cabbage the same way if you don't like sauerkraut. It works also very, very well. But if you do that, every time you eat and just eat small meals, what ends up happening is it allows you at that point to use the calories to rebuild muscle tissue to rebuild your glycogen stores, and it doesn't store them as fat. So one meal a day, two meals a day, Joe, it makes it really hard to lose weight on a regular basis. I mean, okay. it really, really does. And also excessive fasting will do the same thing. It'll lower, it'll lower your metabolic rate. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't fast, and if you're doing it for spiritual reasons, it's really good. And if you're doing it for health reasons, and you have a specific need or you have a special health, health problem that responds to fasting, you can do that. But fasting on an ongoing basis, on a regular basis, it's pretty hard on the system. It really ties it. It really bites down pretty hard on the reserve energy the body stores. Okay, no, I, I, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so smaller meals throughout the day is right. To, yeah, and that, and, that and makes sense. Yeah, and one other thing too, you know, pharmaceutical, the sorceries of Babylon. I mean, a lot of people take prescription drugs. Now, this past month, when Renee had to go to the hospital, Doug, that was like a miracle itself that she got admitted. They opened her up. 
took, they did a, they, they put, took a small piece of her small intestine out. They put her back together again. She's doing good. Taking her supplements. That's also another form of healing. I mean, I don't, this, I don't believe that medicine doesn't have its role. Of course, I, I believe that. But I believe that you have to be careful with medicine. You can't be over medicating yourself because there are a lot of chemicals and compounds that doctors give you, like statin drugs, which have no useful therapeutic purpose except to increase the risks of arterial calcification, causing hardening of the arteries, causing heart disease, causing brain fog, causing skeletal muscle necrosis, causing kidney failure, causing liver failure. I mean, they don't have the, the side effects of these drugs are so bad that you don't want to put them in your body. In fact, if you look in the Old Testament, it talks and in the Book of Revelation, it talks about sorcery and pharmacia go together, and it says, "Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity." sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, which means that the word's pharmakia, and, and then it goes on to list it and says that basically uh, if you do these things, you'll not inherit the kingdom of God. It also says the light of the lamp will not shine on you any longer, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard with you any longer, for your merchants were the great men of earth because of all nations. Ethos were deceived by your pharmakia or sorcery, and it goes into detail on that in the New Testament because, guys, there's a certain point when you're taking one drug to cover the cost of a, the, the effect of another drug, which covers the effect of another drug. It's called the law of diminishing returns. Now, I've seen the most I've seen when I was in my office and we had our clinic. I saw a guy come in one time with a, like a big brown paper bag, had 25 different prescription medications in it, Doug, and he was taking all of the drugs. And the vast majority of them, over 20 of them, were being used to cover the side effects of the other drugs. Remember, the drugs don't heal you. They don't. So they simply don't do that. I mean, morphine doesn't heal the cut. ADD, when you have ADD or ADHD with a child, and you give that child an amphetamine salt like Ritalin or Adderall, it doesn't heal anything. It just doesn't, what it does, it masks the symptoms. And so what you have to understand is you need to give the body the nutrients that the body needs to recover. If you give the body the nutrients that it needs to recover, it will recover in most cases. But guys, it's so very important that we realize that, you know, we can't allow ourselves to be in a situation that you know, all we're doing is going to the doctor every single week and buying more and more drugs. Uh, the other day I worked with a young fellow up in uh, North Carolina, great kid, and he's doing some uh, equipment work for me up there. And what was funny about this is he had, you know, he's in his 30s, got high blood pressure, you know, he's got high blood sugar, all of this stuff, taking all of these meds. And I told him, I said, well, work with your medical doctor and see if he'll allow you to start making some healthy dietary choices. And we did. And so we got, we were able to get him down off his blood pressure medicine now. He has blood pressure perfect, blood sugar is perfect. But one of the things he had to do, he was using a lot of the, uh, the, the, uh, smokeless tobacco. And guys, I know I'm, I know a lot of you kind of grimaced when I said that, because a lot of people use smokeless tobacco. And, and what happened is he had to cut back on that, because what you don't realize with smokeless tobacco is it increases blood sugar and it also increases blood pressure. People don't realize that's two of the side effects of that stuff, plus it massively increases the risks of cancer, especially the mouth, the larynx, the throat. So, and plus your liver is constantly having to process all of that swallowed tobacco juice, and it's really, really, really unhealthy. And so, uh, it's one of those things that there are things that you have to do as a Christian if you're sick. And here, here's what my, my mom has a plaque, or she had a plaque, I have it now, she, may, she, may she rest in peace. She had a plaque that said, Zwei Lebenstutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. Now, all your German listeners tonight will like that, Doug. Because what that means is there's two fundamental principles or pillars of life that you have to rely on all of your life, and they are prayer and work. And what I always tell folks like is this. Pray like it's all up to God if you're sick and you don't feel good. Pray like it's all up to God. 
that God's going to give you that spontaneous remission, that spontaneous healing, and then work like it's all up to you as far as the dietary changes and lifestyle changes. And I've seen tremendous, tremendous results with that. The young lady who had the breast cancer in Colorado, after she followed a healthy nutritional protocol, followed her lifestyle, uh, was, was prayed for on a regular basis, believed God for the healing, totally recovered from the breast cancer with no chemotherapy and no radiation. I have another friend of mine, same thing. He had a brain tumor, a glial tumor, matter of fact, of the brain, and completely recovered from that through prayer and through dietary change and lifestyle changes. So, guys, don't just rely on one, which if you want to, you can, but let's go ahead and cover all of the bases. What do you guys think? No, you're absolutely right. And uh, some some great stuff uh, that you were when you were talking about the different uh, results that that happen and sometimes don't happen from prayer, folks. If you if you joined us late in the segment. Go back and listen to the beginning of the segment of what Ted was talking about with uh, the different aspects of prayer, why it works sometimes and other times why it seems not to work. Uh, I thought that was really good. Folks, you're listening to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest of healthmasters.com. His son Austin will be joining us, I believe, at 9 o'clock tonight also. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, and that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke fully self-contained for clean storage and transport because it's so efficient it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire so don't rely on gas or fuel stoves prepare your family prepare for yourself order a minuteman rocket stove today it's going to make bad times much better folks minutemanstove.com minutemanstove.com need i say more you should have a minute, man, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, 
Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288. Precious. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Folks, don't forget to visit our website, hagmanreport.com. We uh, keep the, the website up to date, and there are a number of original content articles up there from, from contributors to the Hagman Report, Liz Crokin, uh, Peter Choka, uh, Sergeant Tim, and others. So make sure you check that daily as it is updated uh, multiple times a day. Our guest... Uh, through the rest of this hour is Dr. Ted Brewer, and we were talking during the break. Uh, my dad gave an example yeah. of a video he saw where a, a pork chop was, was taken out of the package and placed on a, a tray, and somebody poured Coca-Cola on it, yeah. and two hours yeah. later, parasites came up from the pork chop and were seen in the Coca-Cola. It was, pre- we were it was talking pretty nasty looking. A study I saw that said you know a human eats X amount of pounds of, of insects in a lifetime, and it was a pretty high, uh, a pretty high number. I'm going to find the study, but we were talking about parasites in your foods and parasites, parasites in your system. Yeah, I come on. Well, I, jokingly, I, I just, I didn't know if, you know, you know how dogs get worms. So do, oh, yeah. do humans get worms like that? I oh mean, yeah, they can. Oh man, really? We had, when I had my clinic, we had a parasite test kit, and you know, and we'd all we'd routinely, you know, screen for parasites, and and we found that. Ninety percent of the people that came to the office had parasites. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Oh man! And you can pretty much guarantee if you, got, if you got if you got animals in the house, you're going to probably have parasites, and so you need to uh, regular basically deworm yourself probably every you know sixty to ninety days. And there's natural things you can do. You can you know you've got all kinds. You got black walnut tincture. You've got cloves. There's all kinds of natural things. We have a few of those products on the website, and they really work well for killing parasites. I mean. Uh, back in the clinic days, I remember people used to bring me bottles of stuff, you know, pinworms, hookworms, tapeworms, and stuff they'd pass. And, uh, you know, this is from their own intestinal tract. And because they would do a colonic at home, and then they would basically have a colander, and they would catch this crazy stuff and want to see what came out of them. And I'm like, I don't want to see it, guys. I said, I've seen enough of this stuff. I feel you guys have brought enough of this stuff to me. So it's a major problem. And think, you think through this for a second. With pork, you say, well, I'm going to make sure I just cook the pork really well done so I don't have to worry about parasites. And my response, that's okay. All right, that's good. Now you're just eating really well done cooked parasites. Why would you want to do that? I mean, if I, if I, if I, if I took a big, if I took a big, 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 big plate full of liver flukes and pinworms and hookworms and I, and I took it over to the barbecue grill and I, and I basically laid them out on a pan and I grilled them and they were all well done and charcoal broiled. Do you really want to eat that? I mean, no, really? there is kind of, there's this, this, uh, in my view, an idiot, uh, on, on cable who goes and eats, uh, what is that, bizarre foods? I, I know what you're Zimmerman. talking about, but I don't know. Andrew Zimmerman. I've never watched Bizarre it. foods. Well, eats, I, had, uh, you I, had, know. I had a lady, uh, one oh. time, with, uh, her name was Lee, a uh, separate story, and she came into the clinic and, 
she had had a double mastectomy because her dad was a doctor, and he decided because his mom, her, her mom had had breast cancer, he went ahead and advised her to have a double mastectomy in her 30s, even though she never had any indication she had any kind of breast cancer. They just kind of preventively removed her breasts, which a lot of women are doing now. I know Angelina Jolie had that done along with the ovary removal. And, of course, when you take the ovaries out of a woman, what you do is you pretty much castrate the woman because, remember, the ovaries in cellular differentiation in a female and a male create the testicles. And so when you when you basically remove the ovaries out of a woman, you pretty much just castrate the woman. And, you know, the body is designed to go through menopause slowly to allow a slow transition of the hormones being produced by these different organs so you don't have a drastic effect. And invariably, when you have a woman who goes through a surgical procedure to have the ovaries removed, you have a massive personality change almost instantaneously as soon as the other hormones come out of the body. And, of course, it ended up being a situation where, you know, her and, uh, you know, her husband, you know, Brad basically ended up getting divorced. And, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, this is something that's a routine procedure for a lot of women. You know, I'm 45 years now, 45 years old now, I need to get a hysterectomy. Well, no, you shouldn't do that. Now, it's just not necessary. There's all kinds of natural things that you can do to mitigate your, your, your risks of different types of diseases, including ovarian cancer. And we now know with, with breast cancer that if you have sufficient quantities of iodine, potassium iodide in your breast, uh, you basically have a, almost a zero chance of ever coming down with breast cancer. It's like 12.5 milligrams of potassium iodide a day along with vitamin C, vitamin E, and you can do all of these things to massively reduce the incident of these different types of cancers because almost every single time, the different diseases are either from toxicity or from parasites or from deficiencies. Toxicity, deficiencies, or parasites, and you see that over and over and over again in a clinical setting. But I want to cover one more thing real quick with you guys, and I want to talk about the power of prayer as far as an attitude because this is a study that came out, and it's really, really well done. And it talks about how mindset and prayer is instrumental to healing and how you think. And it says, basically, that specifically perceived stress. This is written by a guy named, by the name of Deer. Specific, I'm going to add stuff to it as we go. Specifically perceived stress increases hypercoagulability of the blood in the anohesion molecule expression, making blood more sticky, creating pro-inflammatory environment conducive to the development of cardiovascular disease, immune imbalance, and depressive mental state. In contrast, the use of basically prayer changes are shown and reverses this problem. So what they're saying is you're putting yourself into a stress fight or flight syndrome and you're elevating cortisol and the blood becomes stickier so in case you get cut in a fight, you don't bleed out as quickly. That's what it does that for. So when your body stays in a constant state of stress, you make your body hypercoagulable like that. The body wants to get real sticky as far as the platelets. That's why we talked about that one product that we have, the cortisol buster, because it brings those cortisol levels down and reduces the stress. The article goes on to say, furthermore, psychosocial stress can perpetuate inflammation by mobilizing immature macrophages from bone marrow to initiate inflammatory processes. These white blood cells, which are termed monocytes in the blood and macrophages of tissue, promote expression of pro-inflammatory genes that enhance the release of inflammatory cellular messages or cytokines. So in other words, when you get stressed out, you have massive inflammation in your body. And this is one of the other things that I see with a lot of people that are holding a lot of bitterness and anger in their hearts because they don't have the ability to forgive these people at this point, and they're causing stress in their own systems because they're causing these physiological changes in their body because they're increasing the inflammation in their body even in healthy individuals. 
It also says that depression in most cases is a order of, is a disorder of information, uh, of, infl- of inflammation, not neurotransmitter deficiency. Now, in other words, what it's saying is a lot of people, Doug, who have problems with depression is because their bodies are inflamed because of what they're doing, because of the stress that they're under, or for un- because they have unforgiveness in their hearts, or they're not getting the right nutrients and the right balances in their body. Because stress precipitates an inflammatory molecular cascade, stress management strategy should be employed as part of a comprehensive root cause solution, lifestyle approach, also prayer, also which, which may be the ultimate method of stress reduction, has proven benefits from mood improvement, relief from chronic pain, and coping with chronic stress. Because when you believe that God's in charge and you're praying, he's going to change things for you. And the Bible goes on and says this, who by worrying can add a single moment to their life. Thus, this research illustrates that prayer can buffer the effects of stress reactivity and mitigate the neuroinflammation that underscores depression, thus imparting therapeutic benefit of both from both mood, mood disorders and other chronic inflammatory conditions like basically autoimmune diseases. What's more protective psychological factors associated with well-being and resilience reported by people who pray? Similarly, another review found that prayer may actually enhance the cognitive and psychological health via what's called neuroplasticity on brain structures and circuits that influence attention, memory, and emotional regulation. For example, by exerting greater self-control, individuals may better regulate their thoughts and emotions, thus probably possibly resulting in adaptive responses to stress. And it also talks about how when you basically pray, you continually affect the morphology or the brain activity in six key brain regions, which includes attention, emotions, uh, sensory awareness, cognition, reason, decision-making, and all of this takes part in learning and motivation. And it says, on a related note, the prefrontal cortex of the brain, a region which functions in assessment of reward, self-control, and sense of agency, has been shown to be dysregulated by mood disorders and basically being under stress and anxiety. To manage the mindset and mitigate stress and mindfulness based on the reduction or other prayer techniques can be employed such as scripture, and I'm adding this, as scriptural affirmations and cognitive reframing. I want to explain this. What this means is this. When you're praying, we know, and I've done, I've done, I've done extensive shows on prayer and how you're supposed to pray. Always pray for what you want, not what you don't want. Like you don't say, dear Lord, please don't kill me today. I mean, I, I, what is God even supposed to do with that? Well, we know that prayers create scalar waves which change the physical reality around us in this holographic universe that we live in, how in the world is God supposed to respond to a negative prayer? So what you do is, God, protect me today. I station angels all around me today. I plead the blood of Christ over me, and I put a hedge of thorns around me to protect me. And I thank you, Lord, for the constant way you protect me in all the areas of my life. Now, there's some other things you've got to pray, too, if you're having sickness and disease in your body, and you don't pray about the sickness and the disease. It's, Father, I thank you that I always walk in divine health. I thank you that I have more energy than I know what to do with. I think that my body is being knit together and I feel absolutely whole. I think that I'm walking in relaxation, Father. I thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, I commit my plans into you and they will succeed. And I thank you for allowing me to constantly and always walk in divine health. That's how you pray. You don't say, dear God, please cure me of cancer. No. No. Why in the world do you want to speak cancer over yourself and even admit you've got this to your system? Because it confuses the entire body when you do that. Because now you're speaking cancer, which is another thing that you're putting into reality and you're putting out there. You don't want to put that stuff out there. You say, well, Ted, that sounds extreme and kind of sounds silly. Okay. Okay. I'm just telling you guys what works. And I've learned a long, long time ago, like the other day, 
but my foot didn't want to heal. You know, Doug, about three months ago, I broke this silly foot, my fifth metatarsal, and about 60% of the people who break that bone, it never heals right. And mine's perfect. It's doing great. And finally, after about six, eight weeks, I started praying over my foot. And I looked at my foot, and I said, hey, look, this isn't working for me. You know, I'm gonna, I want you to knit this thing back together again. You're part of my body. God's given us the ability to speak those things that are not as if they were, and I want this thing right. And within a couple of days, I started feeling a huge difference on my foot, and it started doing well. But also, remember, I'm taking my supplements. I'm taking my powdered multivitamin, which does really, really well for bone, bone growth and development. I'm also taking D3K2, because the D3 helps to absorb calcium, and the K2 helps put it in the bone and the skeletal structure. I'm not deficient in those nutrients. And so now my foot's doing great. I'm out of the cast. I'm running around again without shoes on, having a blast. And I'm not one of those 60% who can't walk properly after they broke a fifth metatarsal. So, guys, it's an interesting way of looking at life and looking at prayer. And you see, I, I know my, my, my Baptist friends. Oh, gosh, we go to a Baptist church. Now the Southern Baptist is releasing a new type of Bible that's a bunch of the doggone stuff's gender neutral, and it just bothers me when they do stuff like that. But here's the thing. Baptists have a tendency to pray in a negative fashion. And I'm always telling my buddies, I would say, guys, guys, don't pray like that. you got to pray with what you want, what you expect. Don't pray in the negative. Pray in the affirmation. You know, I can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. I feel I'm healed of the Lord. I feel absolutely wonderful today. Give God something to work with. Give your word something to work with. Give the scalar wave something to work with. And now some of you go, well, that sounds new age to me. I can't help certain things that work. When you pray scripturally, it works. And so you have to understand it's part of what we do as far as human beings. We have to have faith. Because remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have to believe God that he's already provided us. Jesus said himself, because when you pray, ask as if you've already received it, and it will be given unto you. In other words, that's the past tense. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And if that's New Age to you, I don't know how to make it not New Age because it's not a Christ's own mouth, Doug. And Joe, what do you think? Well, you know, there was, similar to this, analogous to this, there was a study done, and I don't have the, I don't, I don't have the study to cite. I, I remember reading this that, uh, and money, good money was spent on this. And I, uh, don't ask me about the, who funded this, but, um, the, the phrase, uh, don't fall. Be, or be careful, don't fall. Don't yeah. fall. Don't drop that. Um, negative things like that. For example, expressing the intent that you do not want to have happen. According to this study, those people who heard those words by someone else in the room or spoken to them either fell, uh, tripped, dropped whatever they were carrying more times statistically than those who were advised uh, to uh, uh, to, to walk upright. Or, or I, I don't recall the, the specifics, but I do recall the other end of it. So it makes perfect sense. Well, no, Zig Ziglar used to talk about this all the time. He also he also he always did a, did a program like you know when you pray you've got to believe God that you've already received what you have and you've got to see yourself doing what you're saying. Uh, they call it visualization techniques. And one of the things they did with this is they uh, had a they did a study with this guy who was in the Vietnamese prisoner or war camp and he was in there for like seven years and he was an avid golf player and he'd been taken captive by the Vietnamese. But what he did every single day when he was in the barracks the uh, the cell. He basically dreamed he was basically on a golf course and he was practicing his swing, putting, etc. And he did it every single day. And when he got out of the doggone prisoner of war camp and he got back to the United States, his golf game had actually improved by like several strokes. 
You go, well, is that possible? Well, yeah, the minds, and athletes do this in the Olympic competition. They see themselves winning the race. They see themselves doing a perfect dive. They see themselves doing what they're supposed to do and coming in first place. See, here's the thing. You don't want to set yourself up to fail. And this is a study that you're talking about, Doug. They talk to these different people, and they ask them about what they remember. If you say, don't lose your wallet, you're going to be like, what is your mind here? And here's lose your wallet. If you say, remember to bring your wallet, be careful with your wallet. You remember the thing about your wallet, and you want to be careful with your wallet. You want to remember your wallet. Now, the reason this happens is because of something called the uh, reticulator activator in the base of the brain right back here. And what it does, it screens information for the body. Now, remember, your brain doesn't know what a joke is. It doesn't get jokes. The brain's not a, it's not a comedian. So when you say something to your brain, it thinks you're serious. It doesn't think you're playing games with it. It's like a, like a programmable biocomputer. So, you know, computers don't get jokes. So when you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me to your brain, your brain believes that. If you tell your brain, basically, I can't do that, your brain believes that too. And so that's something that we have to get, that we live in a physical body. You know, we're a spiritual being in a physical body. We have limitations because of this body. And so we have to understand that our brain works a certain way. And this reticulator activator, it screens information. Let me give you another example. If you have a, a kid who basically uh, goes out and finger paints your brand-new Corvette, and the kid's three years old, and daddy gets mad and gives the kid a spanking, the kid now realizes how dangerous it is to finger paint. And if the parent puts that kid down, puts that kid down, puts that kid down because of what that kid did, that kid's going to forever realize that he's not a painter, he's not an artist, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with painting and artwork when he gets older, even in his careers. And he'll do everything he possibly can if it was burned deeply enough into his brain to avoid those types of professions. You say, oh, is that possible? Yes. And see, here's the thing about this. The globalists know this. Edward Bernays knew this. And this is how they programmed all of the people in the United States to believe that we have all of these problems, all of this stuff going on. I mean, Obama was going out during his campaign when he'd speak at commencement, you know, during his presidency, when he was speaking at commencement ceremonies in major colleges and universities, how there was this giant race divide in the United States and how all these people were fighting against one another. Well, guess what he created? He created the physical reality of that in those people's minds because he was saying stuff like that. This is how they program us, Doug, because remember, their mantra has always been to divide and conquer. And this is what they're doing right now. I mean, we've had Ann Coulter this week. We've had Rush Limbaugh this week. We've had Gerald Salente this week. We've had a bunch of other talk show hosts this week say that we're getting really, really close because of this shooting that's happened this summer to a major civil war confrontation between the folks that want Clinton and who want Trump. Because these people who want, who want Clinton, this guy who shot these people up at this baseball field, he basically was an absolute zealot for Bernie Sanders and for Clinton and absolutely hated, you know, Trump. And so he's been wound up and turned loose. And they, the way they do that is through that subliminal programming and through that mind control techniques they use, the MK Ultra program, and they use these things that I'm talking to you about. So to pretend like these things aren't real is not allowing ourselves to be aware of what they're doing to us and not allowing ourselves to take precautions so they can't do that to us. That's why it's so important whenever you're watching TV at night, and I very rarely will watch TV. I may watch an hour of TV at, at night when we go to bed. I always make sure, and I always tell the kids who have very little TV access, they have to mute the commercials. They're not allowed to be programmed by the commercials. This is what the music does with the music industry. It programs the children's minds. When you have a kid listening to a black rap artist talking about how he hates white people and why he needs to die, what ends up happening is you're programming that little black mind, that little black kid or that white boy. It doesn't make any difference. You have, you have racial self-hatred. 
you're programming those people that are listening to that music to start believing that stuff subconsciously, and it becomes part of them. That's what that reticulator activator does. And so it's really important that you put the good music in your mind. It's really important you put the positive affirmations in your mind, and you tell your brain what you expect it to do. When you do that, your brain says, okay, I'll do that too. I don't really mind because I'm just doing what you tell me to do. Because remember, it doesn't understand a joke. So if you do something wrong and you start fussing at yourself or putting yourself down, the brain thinks you're serious. You know, if you say, well, I always do that. The brain thinks, okay, I'll make sure you always do that now. <laughs> I mean, that's why you don't want to do those things. Be careful. If you, if you make a good catch when you're playing softball, say to yourself, good catch, Ted. You did good on that one. And you say, well, you're talking to yourself now? No, I'm just reaffirming the fact that I made a good catch. And it tells your brain that you can make good catches. And it's the same thing in life. If you do a good job on a project at work, hey, good job on that work project at work. There's just, nothing wrong it, with it, positive no, affirmations. No, and, and, that, and that's what we're trying to talk about tonight. Now, I know a lot of people are going to go off the deep end and say, oh, Ted Brower's gone loony. I'm not loony, guys. I just know this stuff is what they're doing to us, but they're doing it in the negative affirmation. Yep. And they're forcing us to repeat it over and over and over again. That's why the one thing you should never do is watch these stupid Super Bowl halftime performances with all the satanic imagery. Don't even put that message to your mind. Don't, I mean, don't even watch that junk on mute. Just stay away from it. Because yeah. all that stuff does goes into that right brain, because that right brain can't get rid of images. And I mean, I, I remember, I remember seeing pictures before that I was a kid, and I still see that picture again, I remember the photo. Because it, the, the brain doesn't let it go. And they want you to burn those satanic images directly into your synapses. They don't ever want you to forget that. Let me, let me finish this article. This is really important though. In other words, mindless, mindless mindfulness, being careful of what you say, Practices promote parasympathetic vagal tone, which modulates the immune response to inhibit pathogenic inflammatory cascade behind everything from cardiovascular disease to immunity to mood disorders. In other words, when you tell yourself how healthy you are and God continues to bless you and you're walking in divine health, your brain wants to make that happen. This is consistent with the findings that the mind-body interventions and prayer are, re are, are relayed via the downregulation of stress mainly through the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, also known for its role in stress. For those who are basically spiritually inclined, always remember religious practice, such as prayers, can serve the same purpose. Spirituality has been revealed to be cardioprotective as it is correlated. These, these, are, these are medical studies now, guys, doing what I'm, exactly what I'm telling you about, as it is correlated with significantly lower levels of systolic and diastolic amnesia. It lowers your blood pressure, and it basically makes you feel good. In essence, each of these stress management techniques are unique in their ability to induce a relaxation response, which down-regulates pro-inflammatory molecular cascades and up-regulates transcription of genes associated with mitochondrial energy production, energy metabolism, and, and, and proper aging. In other words, what they're saying is your thoughts matter, you have a choice. And finally, it says, lastly, start viewing yourself it's basically the person who's in charge of your own life. Now, I, I say with this, we need to be looking at God through our own destiny and not making ourselves <laughs> prepare our life. This is what this article is saying. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with, I think we need to make God the center of focus and realize that we have, when you do this and you make, and you make God responsible for what you are and who you are and for your healing and you're doing everything you possibly can to allow that to happen, you're going to have amazing results like I had with my foot or like Paul had with his brain cancer or the other lady had with her breast cancer. Guys, it's so very important that you believe, number one, that you're going to be healed. Number two, believe you've already been healed. Number three, do the supplements. Do the lifestyle changes that you know you need to do when you start praying. You do your part, and I've seen every time people have done this, Doug, every single time when they do their part, God does his part. I've seen it invariably 100% of the time 
unless, of course, it's very, very old. Sometimes it's just time for people to go to heaven. You know, if you've got a 90-year-old who's an organ failure, has all kinds of health problems, I've seen them recover many times and come back out for a little while. But sooner or later, when they're that old, it's just time to go to be with the Lord. And guys, remember this too. When we die, that's not some kind of punishment to us. That's our victory that we have in Christ. Because Christ said, where are death, where is thy victory, where is thy sting? It doesn't exist with Christians. Because remember, we're connected through the Holy Spirit to God and His dimension right now, like with an elastic band. And when we cut the band down here, we automatically pop up and we go right straight to where He is. That's what Christianity is all about. And that's why the globalists are doing their best to change everything. In fact, I had Alexandra Bruce on my show this past week, Doug, and this is an interesting concept. And I thought about this this week after I had her on. You know, she says they're trying to do time travel experiments at CERN. And they're also trying to do teleportation at CERN. And they're trying to do, you know, galactic travel at CERN. And they're doing all of these different types of things. In fact, she wrote a book on the Montauk Project, which happened, you know, with the USS uh, Eldridge back in the early 40s with trying to put a radar invisibility cloak around it, also to make it not susceptible to torpedoes. And what was interesting, we talked about this, and she said one of the big things at CERN is they want to change the timeline. They want to change the way things turned out. And, you know, I started thinking about that, and Doug and Joe, you can think about this too for a second. I'm going to, I'm going to toss something out to your audience because I certainly don't know what they're doing at CERN. But what in the world is the single biggest thing that's ever, ever happened in this world that's changed our timeline? And remember what they say in 1 Corinthians. It says, if the God of this age had known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. This is in Corinthians, first chapter of Corinthians. And so he never would have done that. Why? Because now that Jesus is omnipresent and on the cross, they, Lucifer doesn't have the ability to go back in time. Remember, he's been bound. He doesn't have the ability to go back and change what happened. So what we have here is this. We have these guys in CERN who are basically, a lot of them are Luciferians. We see them do the mock human ritual sacrifice outside of CERN. We also know that God of Shiva's up there, which is another demonic god. We saw the ritual they did opening the tunnel out of Geneva a couple of years ago. It wasn't Geneva, but over in Switzerland last year, two years ago, which they had a, basically it was a druidic worship. So if Lucifer had to, if he could do one thing and go back in time, get man to do one thing to go back into time using the technology of CERN, which I don't think God would allow, by the way. I don't think God will ever allow this. What would it be? He would change the fact that in First Corinthians that if the God of this age had known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. But thank be to God Almighty, that we have our Redeemer, our Redeemer lives, and they'll never be allowed to change that, Doug and Joe. Absolutely right. Folks, we are up against our break. Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is the website. Healthmasters.com. Go there and check out not only the the radio show that him and Austin do uh, six days a week, but check out so many of the the vitamins and supplements that are offered uh, from Healthmasters.com. We use them here at the Hagman Studio. They are fantastic, and don't forget, that's where you can get your purple sticks. We will be right back with Dr. Ted after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation. 
such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Erickson. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and the Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Kang Postmoles. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either, but they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Armies kit at www.changepostonwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Edward is our guest. Hopemasters.com is the website. And his son, Austin, the co-host of the Ted Brewer Show, will be joining us in the next hour. Ted, where would you like to go this segment? Well, I want to talk about this one product real quick again. This, this, this product is basically uh, got three different types of magnesiums in it. And what it's specifically designed to do is to feed the body the magnesium it needs and also helps to uh, remove aluminum from the brain. And this is a phenomenal product. And we've also got the other product that we have, which is chewable multiple vitamins, which we talked about earlier, and it's a phenomenal product. We just we really have developed this for Austin's kids. What's the first? You went by that pretty quickly. What's the first one? Uh, basically, what it's for, it, it's, it's it's called our magnesium brain food, and it's specifically designed to go directly into the brain. And we use three different types of magnesiums to do this, and one of these types of magnesiums actually chelates 
or attaches or grabs aluminum in the brain, which massively, as far as I'm concerned, is going to help reduce the risks of certain types of diseases. So it's I something it's something I take every single day. Plus, it really uh, makes your fingernails real strong for some reason. I don't know how in the world that combination works for that, but it does. And so it's phenomenal for all that. And then the other one, by the way, this is a really good product. It also it just it just we use it in our shake every single day, the magnesium brain food. And we we, we wanted to test it before we we before we brought it to y'all's listeners. And then we have the ultimate multiple. And what we have at the office right now, we use the uh, gummy bears, which are a great product, but they only they have about a third of the nutrient density this product has. And this product actually tastes great. And, uh, and, it's, and it's for kids. And, and that's uh, it's, it's about it's about the same price. Okay. As the gummy bears, but it's three times the potency, so you get it's basically a third of a third of the price. And, now, and what was the name of that one again? This is the this is this is the ultimate multiple chewable. Chewables, okay, all right. right. And it's, it's on it's on the way, and everything on the and everything on the website's you know dug five off. Now I want to clarify something I said earlier. You know, Satan has been bound and cast down, but he still controls this planet and this world. He's able to run about as a roaring lion, seeking those who he may devour. But he's he, he's he's not omnipresent. He can't go back out into Time space and, the, and go back and change what he did on the cross. He can't do that. And I want to share with this living. This is this is so. This is this is an interesting verse. This is First Corinthians two eight. No, we speak of the mysterious and hidden wisdom of God, which He destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. And it's talking about Lucifer and these guys, and also the rulers in the temple that had Jesus crucified, because they were also Luciferians, and many people believe they were actually in the bloodline through the Nephilim. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Rather, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared to those who love him, because we're connected to God now in his dimension in heaven through the Holy Spirit. And so what I'm saying is this. If these guys at CERN could do this, they would try to undo this. This is something that we need to look at as a Christian. That's why, think about this. We got $9 trillion missing from our defense budget. Where'd that money go? Well, we know it went into deep underground military bases. How much of it went into the CERN? the largest machine ever built. They're doing everything they possibly can to change time space, to change timelines, and also to open up black holes and wormholes and everything else they're trying to do over there with this giant magnetic collider they've developed. And I believe, and this is one of the things that Alexandra said, they're trying to do time travel experiments with it. And the reality is we don't know what they're doing over there. They're a bunch of weirdos that are trying to destroy things. I know the first time they cranked that thing up, we had earthquakes all over the planet. Because this thing is just a giant, it puts out, it puts out a bigger electromagnetic signature like the planet does. It's ridiculous what this thing does when they turn it on. So they're really trying to change some things. And the one other verse I pulled up too is 2 Corinthians 4, 4. The God of this age, which of course is, you know, is Lucifer, we know that, on this planet, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. This is what we've talked about so many times. Because what they've done, Doug and Joe, through these electronic devices they've used, you know, and they used to do it with the pyramids, and when the pyramids basically uh, rendered, rendered useless when the, the continental plate shift happened, uh, it turned this off. They want this energy field around the planet to be blinding the minds of the unbeliever. That's what it says here. They blinded the mind of the unbeliever so they will not know the truth. This is why you see these people, and you're like, how can you believe it's okay to riot and shoot people at a baseball game? How can you believe that's okay? How can you have such incredible hatred for Donald Trump that you're willing to do anything you think you can do and justify it in the name of whatever you want to justify it in the name of? And it's the terrible truth about liberals. They simply don't want to think through the actions that they're doing. 
and now they're trying to make it illegal. You know, now they're, they're, they're they've got this white genocide protocol going on. They don't want white people to breathe anymore, and they're trying to get rid of all white people. I mean, it's stupid. I mean, think about the fact that if we didn't have white people forming the country to start with, if we didn't have white people over in England and Germany and in Europe, and we didn't have all these things working together in the last three or four hundred years, we, we didn't even have a United States of America. We all need to work together as multiple races and and and, and realize this. That these guys, these globalists, these Sabbatean Kabbalists, all they want to do is divide and conquer us. They want us to break us up and fracture us in little groups so that we are no longer effective as a whole. This has been their, their whole thing the whole time. Look what happened this week, Doug. Today it was announced that Amazon just bought Whole Foods for $14 billion in cash. Now, you know, think, what are the implications there, Ted? I was going to ask you about that. This is huge because think about this. Number one, $14 billion in cash. Well, remember that Amazon makes between eight and ten billion a year just in profit off of the Prime subscriptions that they have. You know, like eighty million people with Prime, and now they're offering the Prime subscription that for half price for people who basically are on welfare. So they're trying to get everybody in the country ordering from Amazon. Now, let me explain to you why they're doing this. Remember, when Obama signed the law stating that the government could come in and seize the food supplies, the infrastructure. The oil, all of this stuff happened during his administration with this plethora of ridiculous executive orders that he signed. Now, here's the implication as I see it, if you guys want to walk through this with me from a mental standpoint. Whole Foods is not in every major town, but it's in a lot of cities, especially the bigger cities, all over the United States. It's a huge, huge organic chain. Now, a couple of years ago, they were asked, to start labeling GMO foods, and they refused to do it. They said they could do it probably by 2021, 2022. They simply just passed the buck and said, absolutely not. In fact, they're one of the groups that helped Obama to repass the Dark Act, not telling us what we were eating. Now, this is crazy. I mean, our mattresses that we have on our beds have a content label on them telling you what's in the mattress, but we can't know what's in our food. Now, Whole Foods, a merger like this doesn't happen just today. They've been working on this for a bit. Now, what's going to allow him to do is to come in and take the premier organic food store and never allow them to basically label GMOs if he doesn't want to. And they're going to start delivering via prime organic foods all over the country. It's going to put mom and pop people out of business that have organic health food stores. So they're going to be able to control GMO technology and GMO seeds. Think about what I'm saying for a second. It's going to devastate a lot of the small family farms that rely on mom and pop mom and pop health food stores and they'll stop producing the organic food because it won't be economically viable to do that. Plus what's going to happen is it's going to give the government a chance now because remember the CIA runs Amazon. We all know that. It's not like it's some kind of imagination of hundreds of millions of dollars just a few months ago. What it's going to allow them to do is set up the infrastructure to control food distribution because they don't have that in place right now. So if Obama said, I'm going to control food distribution right now, or, or Trump, or whoever the next president is, if we have martial law, they don't have the ability to do that efficiently right now, and would have huge bottlenecks in the supply chain because they don't have the ability to put it together like that. Now, with him buying a major grocer like this, a lot of a lot of the different grocery stores right now, their stocks just plummeted today because of this merger announcement. And what it's going to allow them to do at this point is to start controlling food distribution through Amazon, and Amazon will start buying up these mom-and-pop shops everywhere, using them or closing them up, and it'll also start buying up some of the organic farms or whatever until we get to the point where we have absolutely no idea what's organic, what's not organic anymore. This is a major 
major problem that should never, you know, when they took over Trader Joe's a few years ago, because those are the two big ones, they, you know, Whole Foods merged with them, and now they're merging again. It's like, it's like, um, Gerald Salenti said, we haven't had any real growth as far as profits in these major corporations. The reason the stock market's going up is because the central banks are buying all of the stocks like they did in the Weimar Republic in Germany, and they're doing mergers and acquisitions, and that's pushing the stock prices up because these guys are basically going through the roof now with the Amazon stock shares. Now, Amazon has a monopoly problem. This should have already been addressed by our Justice Department and by the Federal Trade Commission. This is not being addressed with anybody. I mean, these guys need to be broken up in a much smaller group to not allow a monopoly unless the government wants the monopoly in food distribution with the supply chains that are being put into place because of this. Now, the next thing you'll hear is they'll start buying up a major carrier, either UPS or FedEx or whatever. They're going to start buying up these groups because, you know, our UPS driver told us, you know, that we have at the office that they actually operated a loss with Amazon because Amazon has negotiated the pricing so tight that they don't want to lose the business because it's such a big chunk of what they're doing now. They make it up with the other revenue they produce. But how many times are they going to be able to do this before Amazon comes up and buys in the distribution and the trucking departments of all these, some, of some of these smaller distributors? So then we'll have one giant food conglomerate that could feed us anything we want to eat. We'll all think it's healthy because it's coming from Whole Foods. It may not be because they won't even release what's in their food. And we turn right around in a couple of years, we lose the ability to control the food supply in this country, and the government has the vehicle in place, Doug and Joe, to totally take over whatever they want to take over with the signing of an executive order, basically declaring martial law because the other executive order has already been in place. This is a mess. It won't be long now, Ted. It's coming up. It's coming up. And, you know, and, here, and well, here's what they'll do, too. They'll start buying up our manufacturing facilities that buy, do stuff like make our supplements and stuff, the high-quality stuff that we have. They'll start cutting off the smaller dealers, distributors, and people, and they'll basically not allow you to get supplements anymore like they've already done in Europe. That's where this is all headed. So, guys, that's why I say to you, why you can right now, if you've got a product that you know is going to help bring aluminum back out of the system with these magnesiums that we have in this product, get that product. I mean, it also helps with post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety disorder, all kinds of other things. I mean, this is a phenomenal product. And the testing that was done was done at a major university. If I pull the article back up, because uh, let me read it to you again. Dimagnesium malate. And the reason I'm reading it to you is it's, it's technologically complicated, so I don't want to make it wrong. Malic acid is binds chelates with aluminum in the body and carries it out. Aluminum has been shown in high, in high concentrations of people with brain issues from diseases to memory, etc. We are exposed to aluminum in deodorants and various foods and other cosmetic products, including you know, the, all the, the chemtrails. The the uh, magnesium that we use is a special blend of magnesium theranate and magnesium glycinate, and it's the only magnesium shown that can actually cross the blood-brain barrier. And studies at MIT have shown that it helps with short and long-term memory and PTSD brain response. It improves cognition, sleep quality, stress management, anxiety, and it's shown helpful for headaches. I mean, that's what this product is designed to do. And, I'll, and I also I've mentioned to Joe, it made my fingernails really, really hard, kind of like talons. And I did, did my same thing. This and my wife was having ridges and, and cracks in her fingernails. That's all gone. But we did combine that with the uh, ultimate multiple powder, too, that we did put those two together. But, guys, here's the thing that we talked about with the prayer. If you know there's certain nutrients your body needs and you're not getting those nutrients in your food, how are you supposed to get those in your food if they weren't put back in the soil? If the, if the soil is deficient in copper because there were trace minerals weren't put back into the soil before the plant was put into the soil, and there's no copper in that plant, but your source of copper is supposed to be that food that you're eating, but there's no copper in it, you're going to be deficient in copper. Copper helps to maintain elasticity of blood vessels, and so it helps prevent 
aneurysms. And, and, you know, and so that's what it does. It makes sure they don't balloon up. It keeps the blood vessels elastic. So if you don't have sufficient quantities of copper, you can't maintain elasticities in your blood vessels. So you start having premature strokes and all kinds of other problems with cerebral hemorrhages. This is the problem that we run into with deficiencies because the deficiencies cause problems. And taking drugs for these conditions don't correct the deficiencies. And that's why I take this, this, this magnesium stuff every single day. It's made a huge difference in how my brain works. I mean, I feel really good. Well, of course, I already, but I, but I already, I already felt great. I can't tell you that made me feel great because I already feel great from the other supplements that I take. But I do know I had a, another friend of mine, he's an electrician up in North Carolina, and he told me, uh, he called the office today and we were talking to him and he said, you know, I really didn't know if these supplements were making us feel this good or not. And so my wife stopped taking them and after about a week she started feeling absolutely horrible again. Started back on the supplements, she feels great again. She goes, wow, we need to order some more stuff from you guys because we realize that your products are beyond belief the best that we've ever used. And I've heard that so many times, including from you guys, Joe and Doug. So guys, it's all part of what we have to do as a Christian team. Does that make sense? To make sure we all stay together yeah, with what we're doing and stay healthy together. Because guys, I mean, like you said a few minutes ago, Doug, it's not going to be long now. Yeah. You know, it may not, it may not, I mean, they're doing everything they possibly can to take Trump out of office, this Nazi faction of the Bush Clinton bunch. They're doing everything they can to take him out. And the sad yeah. part about it is, is that, you know, they may drum up enough charges on him that we're going to have a President Pence, who we know is a globalist. And I never liked Pence when Trump picked him, picked him to start with. But guys, it's one of those things that we're going to have to deal with all of this mess. And we just need to pray that Trump's protected because right now, He's the best thing we got going, and no matter what he's done, he's still so much better than Hillary would have been, Doug. It's, it boggles the mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, to think where we would have been now uh, with Hillary as opposed to where we are now, despite the gridlock with President Donald J. Trump, it's amazing. I mean, I mean remember, because you know, when, when this shooting took place on Wednesday, they were going to debate that new Hunter law. They were going to put suppressors back on the market without having to go through background checks, without having to get a tax stamp for them. They were going to release a bunch of different types of ammunition. They were going to give us a whole bunch more gun rights. And all of a sudden, all of that just stopped when that shooting took place. You, you know, and, 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 Ted, I, look, I, I, for all of, uh, and, and I get this. I, I get the hate. I get the, I get the idea that, that this, uh, that this perpetrator asked the questions, Republican or Democrat, you know, at least according to the official story. But I, I am curious about the timing of this shooting, and I'm curious about the the, the victims. I'm curious. I've got questions. I, I don't. I don't I, look. I don't know what happened. But like everything else, you have to ask questions. And I'm just. I just find certain things curious. Uh, the timing of this, the individual, the circumstances, the victims, the motive. I just find it very curious. I just want well, to and, and also the, the man who introduced the legislation as far as you know releasing the suppressors and was pushing this this new regulation, this this lack, this release of regulations for gun rights. He was at the baseball park that morning. He could have also been shot. You know, there, it may have been a multi-targeted thing that this guy was supposed to do. Uh, he may have not been wound up properly or trained properly because you know he was in his sixties. The guy who was doing the shooting. Plus, he picked a very very poor weapon as far as accuracy with that AK-47. And you know, I've shot AK-47s. I mean, they they'll shoot full of mud. I mean, a great gun for that. Reliability is amazing. The accuracy is just not that good. And plus, what the craziest part about it is they were saying how if the Capitol Police had not been there, that there would have been a massacre. Well, the truth of the matter is if it had been any baseball field in America today without armed people there, it would have been a massacre. It doesn't matter if it was in D.C. 
And so if this is what we're going to see in this summer of hatred that the Democrats have stirred up with the rhetoric that they've done with Obama and Pelosi and the rest of them, then we need to realize that we need to stay armed up. We need to make sure we have our concealed weapons permits, and we need to make sure we know how to use a weapon. And we have to also make sure that if somebody starts to discharge a weapon towards us, that we know how to defend ourselves and take cover. You know, also not taking advanced tactical training multiple times, crawling under cars, shooting with live ammo, by the way, you know, through windows, through cars, through doors, all of that stuff, and you're running two, two, three caliber. I mean, we've done this repeatedly. And, guys, listen to me for just a second. It's really important from a safety standpoint that you take some type of advanced training with your weapons. Don't just go down to the range once every five years to see if you can hit a target with it because, number one, the vast majority of the people that aren't trained with firearms constantly muzzle sweep everybody. Now, that, what that means is they point their weapons at the people around them without thinking about the ramifications of that on an accidental discharge. That's not okay. That's the one thing that gets me more angry than anything else is being muzzle swept by somebody with a weapon. I've got a friend of mine. His name is Mike, and he's a dear friend. I mean, I, I love him like a brother. But every team, he loves to buy Kimber weapons and other weapons, and he always wants to come by the house to show me his latest gun. I won't even let him take the gun out of the packaging because every single time I've done that, he has muzzle swept me. He doesn't remember not remember not the muzzle sweep, and I'm like, and you think that, and you think that's an accident, Ted? Well, no, that's an accident. What didn't happen? That's exactly. He just doesn't understand basically how how to, how gun safety works, Doug, because he's never taken any training. Right. He's gone to the he's gone to the range a couple of times and shot fifty rounds, so he thinks he's a gun expert. And he bought them for investments because he can buy them cheap for people who basically are trying to get rid of them. And he knows that they're better than basically investing in you know in the in the stock market right now. So the reality is this: make sure the other last year we went down to Okeechobee, and there's a big tactical range down there. It's a great range. And we were basically being trained in advanced tactical te- te- techniques. We're using pistols, shotguns, and rifles. And some guy shows up. He's like in his early 70s. And he's got this shooting jacket on and the, the hat on and the shooting glasses on. And he's got all the latest yuppie garbs that he could possibly be wearing. And he basically has a 12-gauge shotgun with an extended mag on it or an extended tube on it. And he basically, we're all standing there, and he has that thing fully loaded, and he aims it at every one of us as he turns around. And I mean, everybody's hitting the ground. Like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? This is advanced tactical training. So I immediately went to the range instructor. I said, dude, this guy is nuts. I said, what in the world have you got this guy here for? Well, he, there was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. I said, accident. An accident would have been, you know, aiming it towards the ground and, and moving it closely towards someone. I said, he swept everybody with this gun. He doesn't know what he's doing. He goes, well, he won't do it again. It wasn't 15 minutes later. He did it again. And everybody starts yelling at him. And the guy who was running the range threw him off the course and said, you got to go home. You're done. You're done for the day. Out of here. We're not going to allow you to do this twice. People have to learn. You can't muzzle sweep people. That's how people get shot by accident. So that's just a little pet peeve that I have. And I've learned that repeatedly in these training classes because people don't think about the fact. They say, well, the gun's not loaded. I could point it at people. No, that's how people get shot. They think the gun's not loaded, though. What do you guys think? Yeah. Safety's first when you're talking about uh, weapons. There are a few errant holes and some... Never mind. I'm not going to finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you got to be careful. I mean, you're right. You do put um, so many people in danger when you are not careful with how you handle a weapon. And we, we... took a uh, law enforcement certified concealed carry class a few years ago and after you get out of the the classroom where you take your gun apart and learn the different things about your gun 
that's one of the first things you do is they show you how to uh, holster and unholster your weapon and, and when you're shooting it, how to make sure that you do not point it at anyone loaded or unloaded. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and go back on some of the other news. i got a bunch of news articles I want to cover with you guys, too. Uh, here's another another study just came out. Uh, calcium supplements are proven to cause heart disease and kill again. That's another article. Uh, cholesterol damage lowering statins are found to damage peripheral nerves. Yeah, uh, no, uh, Ted, uh, tell, tell me again. Cholesterol levels acceptable in men. What did you say? The, the, the 200 to 250 is fine. 2 to 250? What about 300? Bad, right? Nah, 300, 300. I, I wouldn't go on a statin drug ever. Yeah. And 300 could easily be controlled. You know, we have natural supplements that bring cholesterol levels down. Okay. And if you wanted to bring it back down to 250, that's okay. Remember, 250 used to be considered okay. But now they want you under 200, and people are even under 200. They tell them to start taking statin drugs because the doctors don't know about the arterial calcification that's being caused. Right. By the statin drugs, they cause hardening of the arteries. They, right. they, they, they blood, they block the blood vessels that feed the heart with hardening of the arteries. I mean, uh, may, let me go back to that article again. So this is just, and they, and they cause peripheral nerve damage. Uh, here's the article here, stoned to death. Calcium supplements proven to kill again. Calcium supplements increase the risk of heart attack by 86%. Guys, that's because of all that calcium carbonated people are taking. Uh, Splenda's been now linked in a new study to leukemia. 71% of the youth are too obese or over-medicated to qualify for the U.S. Army Reserve in the United States. High fructose corn syrup is now being renamed, and they're basically trying to make it so it's just called corn syrup or isolated fructose, so they can try to kid you with the fact that it's still in there. Uh, also, this is an interesting one, too. Uh, this is on um, the elite now are actually receiving blood transfusions from young people to help reverse their aging process. With an interview with Jeff Berkovici, he said the practice known as parabiosis is the closest modern science has come to recreating an anti-aging serum. I don't even want to get into this. You know, they're taking the blood from young people and putting it into themselves. I mean, we've known they've done this with glandular secretions for years. The opioid epidemic is actually becoming two epidemics. 50-year-olds are dying from overdoses of prescription painkillers, while heroin is claiming more people in their 20s. I mean, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people dying every year from drug overdoses in the United States. Another article, more Americans are suffering from stress and anxiety and depression, a study has found. And the reason for that is the more you take a population away from having a center on God, uh, and we did this on purpose in the United States, we've removed God from our schools, removed prayer from our schools, and we've put humanism in its place and you're separating further and further and further from God, which makes you inherently depressed because you realize that your purpose in life, especially as you get older, doesn't seem to be something you're really knowing what it is. Because we're here as a vessel for the Holy Spirit, pretty much, to have communion with God, to become one with God through the Holy Spirit, through Christ, through the covenant with Him. That's why God created us to begin with. Plus, when you have all kinds of deficiencies like magnesium or D3 or D vitamins, which need to be methylated, by the way, you end up in a situation where you become very depressed in some case, including omega-3 fats. So you need to be getting enough nutrients in your body. By the way, drug overdose now, drug overdose deaths now kill more Americans every year than the entire Vietnam War. I mean, I can't believe this, but I mean, this, this, those are numbers. Those are the statistics. 45,000 drug overdoses in 2014. Now, in 2015, 52,000 drug overdose deaths 
63% involving opioids. I mean, this is getting worse and worse and worse, Doug. And if we don't do something about this, it's going to be an incredibly uh, negative thing for everybody. Here's another article. Uh, statin drugs found to accelerate arterial calcification. Uh, two, new, two nutrients that are talking about coenzyme Q10 and also selenium, also vitamin E, help to massively reduce the risks of heart disease. Another article, failing to take multivitamins during pregnancy could set a child back a full year in school, studies suggest. And here's something, Doug, that I've talked about repeatedly on my show, the superbug apocalypse, rapidly approaching as nearly one quarter of infections have now become untreatable with first-line antibiotics. This is a major, major problem in hospitals, and a lot of people are coming down with these, these superbugs in the hospitals that are becoming harder and harder and harder to treat. I personally don't believe we're ever going to have a nuclear confrontation that's going to destroy the planet. I don't think that's going to happen because it will destroy the energy fields they've created with all of their radar domes and radar towers. But I believe they could use biologicals, and I also believe they could use fluorine gas, also known as sarin gas, to massively reduce the population, guys. Dr. Yeah. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Doug5 is a coupon code. That's uh, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Doug5 is a coupon code. Joe, you want to say? We are uh, up against our network break. We will be back after these messages. Austin Brewer will be joining us on the other side. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted Brewer from healthmasters.com. Don't forget to go to healthmasters.com for all your nutritional and supplement needs. We'll be right back. Hagman and Hagman Report. We are going to be joined by the other half of the Dr. Ted Brewer Show, Austin Brewer of HealthMasters.com. He's Ted Brewer's son. Austin, welcome back to the show. Thank you, bud. It's a blast to be on the show and a great honor. I appreciate it. Well, we're uh, we're glad to have you. Where do you want to start tonight? Well, I was listening to the uh, about last 30, 45 minutes of the show, and I wanted to add something on here. I saw this on a couple different websites that looks like it got leaked out so far. Um, I didn't hear you guys touch base on it yet, but so far they're saying that a list on a notepad paper that was found in Hodgkin's yeah. pocket. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I posted an article on Hagman Report. Uh, yeah. From Fox News, and but there's a list. Over, yeah, there, there's a. They say they found, and, and this is what doesn't make sense. One of the people they say they found an assassination list in in Hodgkin's pocket, and one of the names on the list was one of the congressmen who he approached and asked if uh, it was a Democrat or Republicans who were practicing on the field, which makes me wonder: Did he not know? the faces of the people he put on the list or you know what was up with that that's that, that it's kind of strange but yeah he did have a list scalise shooter had a list of republican lawmakers for uh, assassination of course somebody on twitter i gotta say this no he didn't just more fake news which you false teachers are promoting remember you're gonna answer to god for everything you do who the hell is this idiot and and, and by the way why am i even quoting this guy never mind 
Sorry, go on. Go well, on. the one thing that I wanted to point out on that, regardless of, I'm not sure exactly the whole how legitimate it was or this or that, but Jeff Duncan was on that list, they're saying, which, guys, he is the South Carolina representative that was spearheading the Sportman's Heritage and Recreational Enhancement Act along with the Hearing Protection Act that was included in that. That was the whole deal that was supposed to get passed on Wednesday that Dad was talking about earlier that was going to be removing suppressors from the NFA list, that it was going to force ATF to basically uh, refund almost $40 million in tax stamps credits uh, for suppressors since 2015. A lot of different stuff in there that was really, really going to be a huge stepping stone for gun rights in this country and really start bringing us back a little bit closer to our constitutional Second Amendment rights that have been taken away so much since 1934, the National Firearms Act. So I find it very peculiar that he was one of the individuals on the list as I talked about on Wednesday on our show, that the timing of that entire shooting was way too coincidental to be just a random shooter that this guy got mad and flipped out. Along with that, you had the uh, uh, Steve Scalise, who ended up getting shot pretty severely, but he stayed alive. He was massively going against the entire uh, pedophile, sex scandal, child trafficking ring that essentially has gotten so much publicity because people are realizing what's really going on now. He was also spearheading getting uh, Congress to push through more um, acts that were basically going to wake a lot of this stuff up and really stir up the hornet's nest. So, yeah, that whole shooting on Wednesday is not what we, I don't think it's all what we think it is. I think there's a whole larger agenda behind that, and there were a whole lot of these guys at a baseball field at one time, and that was perfect target practice for this guy to come in and uh, do what he wanted to do. We're just blessed that none of the guys were killed, and I really, really, really hope that these guys continue to push their constitutional agenda through Congress and hope they stay strong with it and they don't get you know spooked out by what happened. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the, the more I look at this, and this is why we don't we don't respond to to immediate uh, the news immediately. We, I, we we'll talk about it, but we certainly don't draw conclusions. Um, right. The more I'm looking at this, the the more I see about this, the the, the more questions I have. And it's it, it. This guy was either extremely both lucky and unlucky at the same time. Uh, lucky with respect to uh, uh, the timing and everything, and unlucky with respect to his shooting. Uh, however, there's just there there are certain things that, that too many things about this are just too coincidental. Now it could very well be coincidental. However, I I just don't I don't have a good feeling about this at all. Um, from an investigative, my professional investigative viewpoint, I think there, I think I think it would be prudent to to uh, to err on the side of caution and to look a lot deeper than just the surface, uh, you know, the inch deep and mile wide. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And that's what, you know, I was talking about a couple weeks ago where we keep hearing all this stuff about, you know, ISIS and these terrorists in the Middle East that constantly are taking over this city and they have all these weapons to take over this city and happened in the Philippines when they went over there a couple weeks ago. And then, you know, I talked about the fact that just last month, the U.S. Army basically released that declassified government audit that showed that we lost another billion dollars 
worth of arms transfers to Iraq and Kuwait last year, including tens of thousands of machine guns, hundreds of mortar rounds, hundreds of Humvee armored vehicles. And on top of that, the Pentagon had overbilled the U.S. military for fuel by almost $6 billion over the past seven years, and then basically essentially has used the money in unfunded or mismanaged defense programs. You start looking at all this stuff, and then you go back from since 2001, if you start doing the numbers on it with the Freedom of Information Act, you find for the last 14 years, the Pentagon has lost over 750,000 machine guns to security forces in Afghanistan and Iraq over the last 14 years. They estimated 1.4 million guns the U.S. government gave Iraq and Afghanistan. The 1.4 million out of those, only around 700,000 can be accounted for. Um, this is just, and people keep wondering, well, how does ISIS do this? We're, it's, they're being funded, guys. They're getting hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition, if not millions. They're getting hundreds of thousands of machine guns, armor personnel carriers, all this stuff. So it's exactly what you just said. There's so much more below the surface besides what just the mainstream propaganda media keeps throwing on the TV and expecting everybody to believe. And they just want everybody to think, oh, there's just this random terrorist group in the Middle East that happens to always coincidentally show up with tens of thousands of machine guns and hundreds of thousands of munitions on a regular basis in armored personnel carriers. Nobody bothers to ask where they continue to get all this funding on a regular basis. These guys don't have weapon munition factories over in the Middle East. They're not shelling out hundreds of thousands of rounds every day so they can use them in firefights. These guys are being given them directly by the Pentagon and the Mossad, but yet, of course, nobody in the mainstream media even wants to address these stories that I just talked about. So like you said, yeah, there's a lot more below the surface than what's really going on with all this stuff that we keep seeing every week. Absolutely, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, the connection to back to the shooting, the connection to the uh, uh the, the pedogate, the larger issue of pedogate is is disconcerting to say the least. And, and I think that there there's I, I think that there are there's so many co- Complexions, so many angles to that Pedigate uh, investigation. It's so many people involved, so many overlaps that it, it's going to take a, a, a quite a big deal. I mean, it's going to be quite a big deal to really unravel everything. But but go ahead, continue. No, it absolutely is. I mean, that whole everything that we've seen now, and just the small amount of things we've seen, has been so just. Wow, when you start realizing the big picture of this, and you know the thing is they want to keep brainwashing the population, especially this younger generation. you know what I've seen grow up underneath me now in this you know generation X or a lot of this millennial generation is the morals and ethics have been so compromised, and so that makes it even easier for these guys to suck in a lot of these kids into this very, very weird lifestyle that a lot of them get drug into sometimes voluntary sometimes not voluntary. I mean, you know, it it really depends. And so when you start doing the research, and I talked about this a while back ago, and I'm sure you guys have brought it up before, but people have to understand that TV is such an effective mind control tool. It's even listed on the U.S. patent, U.S. 6506148B2. They go on to say in here, computer monitors and TV tubes when displayed pulse images emit pulse electronic 
fields of sufficient amplitude to cause such excitation. It is therefore possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a nearby computer monitor or TV. The invention relates to the stimulation of human nervous systems by electromagnetic field applied externally to the human body from 1958. And now you start looking at the fact of what we have with the high-definition TVs, the 80 inch TVs, the 4K technology, the 4G internet network on everything. Now they want to bring 5G on everything. What they're doing to this younger generation through the television is so incredibly effective and on the phones with these music videos, with the songs, with the movies. And they're literally controlling this younger generation now and taking them down this dark road to where when this generation hits their 30s and 40s, I mean, I don't even want to know as far as what the morals and ethics are going to be anymore, and it's sad, but, you know, that's why it's so important that we continue to keep waking people up. If you got kids, you know, if TV, if they need to use it for a tool or they want to watch a movie occasionally, that's fine, but some parents just sitting in front of the television all the time, doing nothing, putting the kids in front of it, doing nothing. It's not a healthy tool to use whatsoever, and especially watching the mainstream news. Turn that crap off. There's no reason to ever have that in there. From the dialogue that they use, from the flicker rate that they use, to the color that they use in those things, all the news is a giant mind control tool to try and keep everybody under wraps so they can tell us what to believe, what to think, and what to do whenever they want us to do it. As we see so many situations like these shootings and news breaks that come out, it's always the narrative that they want us to see. So it's really important that we always do that type of investigation and try to dig down to see what's below the surface and not take everything for what they're just telling us. Because most of the time, as you guys know, it's usually garbage when you start realizing what they're trying to tell us. Yeah, there's many layers of deception. And anymore with this, you know, one thing that we've seen uh, since Trump won the nomination and won the election is how much of an enemy the media is against the the truth and against the the citizens of this nation they have wholly completely sold out to the deep state to the globalist to the satanist and they're openly promoting that agenda and yep. denouncing anybody who stands for any kind of goodness or righteousness or uh, morality and it is so transparent now uh you know what their true agenda is we need to be able to see through this and this is where discernment comes in oh absolutely and i mean it is escalating so quickly i mean you see this stuff you know just four or five years ago with the technology that we you know had back then to where we are now it's progressing so fast, you know, and that's why I talked about years ago when they started wanting to put the chips in all the credit cards. And now, you know, I talked about last week how Google now is going to start monitoring online shopping when you go as far as when you go into stores and buy stuff, they're going to monitor what you buy through the cards that you have now, they have control to like 70% of people's credit cards now as far as what they actually purchase. 
and the privacy aspects of this stuff is out of control, but this is where it's going now, is they want to sit back and monitor everything you do. That way they can try and train you through the television so they already can predict what you're going to do through the predictive programming. Then they're going to monitor everything you do from the facial recognition cameras to the credit cards to the thumbprint scanners. They're wanting to put biometrics on everything now. I talked about yesterday how in Atlanta and out in Denver, the TSA is now using thumbprints to basically as your boarding pass. I mean, just your thumbprint. That's all you're going to use now. And so they're pushing us down this road as fast as they can to get us in this whole biometric bubble so that everybody's locked into it and you can't get out of it. And it's so important that everybody completely tries to stay as awake as best you can. And I know some of this stuff's convenient. There's no question about it. A lot of times you have some of this stuff and it makes life so much easier. But on the other hand, too, we can't get into the position where we get so used to convenience that we compromise a lot of our base and core beliefs because we're too busy trying to make stuff happen as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of wild stuff going on right now. And like I heard Dad talking about earlier with the Amazon, you know, we, we hammered that today on the show because, I mean, talking about a $14 billion all-cash deal to buy out Whole Foods, I mean, in the next step, like I said, is going to be their own transport service. They're going for a full monopoly takeover right here of everything. They did it books before. That's how they started it. But Barnes & Noble and all the big boys out of business. Then they started going over the electronics. Now they've put Best Buy and a lot of these guys shutting down all the stores. Then they've switched over to the clothes and all types of the other items that people want to buy. Now you see places like JCPenney's and Dillard's and, you know, H.H. Gregg, all these different places that are slowly starting to shut down stores more and more like Sears as well. This is what they're doing. They're shutting down the brick-and-mortar facilities so they can completely turn in and overtake it. And like Dad was saying, with the food now, there's not going to be any monitoring with them. Whole Foods has already been compromised significantly with a lot of the quality. They won't even label GMO foods. The next step what Amazon's going to start doing is they're going to start having their own labeled Amazon vitamins that have zero type of quality control, and they'll be selling them undercutting everybody. So you'll see, you know, a CoQ10 on there like we carry, a ubiquinol form that's unbelievably bioavailable and incredibly effective and absorbable. Well, our CoQ10s, I mean, it's very expensive to make, so it's like 59 bucks a bottle but it works incredibly well. Well, they're going to come out with some Chinese Bobo brand with their label on it, and of course, it'll be the cheapest one on Amazon, and they'll sell it for $9.99 and blow them out all day long and t turn around and add it on to people's food orders and say, oh, we're giving you a sample of this and a sample of that. That's the next step with it. So then they can go in and start shutting down all the other supplement manufacturers because that's really the only next step with Amazon to do. They're doing it with food. They've done it with books. They've done it with clothes. They've done it with electronics. Supplements is the next big market because of the supplement industry has gotten so big, and there's a lot of garbage out there. But again, most people don't know the quality of it. That's why I try to really explain to people when we're on the phone with them and emails why it's so important to take stuff that actually works and not just take a lot of the cheap Chinese synthetics that come in because they're the cheapest one. Amazon, everything, it comes down to the bottom line. So we're going to have to watch these guys very closely because from what I've seen and how aggressive they've been over the last couple years, 
their next things, the transport service, it's going to get very, very, very heated with them. And it's wild to me that nobody really wants to address the negative effects of what they're doing on the market. Everybody just wants to be like, oh, retail market, brick and mortars are slowing down. These guys are shutting businesses, this and that. But nobody's wanting to do the cause and effect of what's going on really with Amazon, how they have 80 million Prime subscribers now. A quarter of the United States population is on Prime, and people are wondering why all the other retailers on the market are starting to go out of business when Amazon is literally exploding with growth more than almost any other company in the United States as a retailer goes. Got to start putting two and two together, you know, and really start seeing what exactly is going on. Absolutely. Austin, if you can uh, refresh our memory, why is it that Whole Foods is not allowed to label uh, what is GMO versus what is organic? Well, they're not necessarily not allowed to. They decided they weren't going to do it. Um, now, obviously, a lot of companies um, are not required. Uh, we've tried to get state, we've tried to get federal law to turn in and say, you can't, you have to mandate GMO labeling. Of course, Monsanto and the millions and billions of dollars they spend, they always end up getting those bills overturned and they never go through. What was happened with Whole Foods is they had a lot of bad exposure a couple years ago because they were claiming that foods were non-GMO, that foods were organic, that foods were not contaminated with heavy metals or any type of pesticides or toxins, and then people were going in there and actually doing independent lab testing and finding out that a lot of the stuff was not what they said it was. So they've kind of turned into this, originally they were like this non-GMO, like super health store from the beginning to where they started to grow and expand, they compromised a lot of those values and they carry a ton of stuff now that's not non-GMO. It doesn't really matter. It's like a normal grocery store with a lot of stuff and a lot of it's just really, really expensive. Well, they have no requirements to do it. And so they basically said, well, we don't feel like we should have to label this non-GMO because the manufacturers doesn't have to label it. So we're not really required to label it by law. So what you have now is Whole Foods has been so compromised that there's really not a true grocery store anymore that's a non-GMO store. Whole Foods does have some decent food there occasionally, but a lot of it is not what you think it is. But see, Amazon is going, they're betting on this because what they're going to do is they're betting that the majority of the population is going to believe that Whole Foods is the highest quality, basically, retail grocery store. And in some cases, they are to an extent with a few foods, but in the overall essence, they're not. But what they need, Amazon needs, is a base to start doing their prime grocery sales. They've done that in Washington. They've done it in a few key areas, but they do not have the infrastructure set up to do fresh produce on prime and have it to people in a day or two. This is why they're buying out Whole Foods. They need the infrastructure that Whole Foods has set up now over the last decade and use them as prime outlets that they can send all this produce from, from their prime orders all over the country. Once they start doing this, and it's what Dad said earlier, once they do this, they're going to start putting all the local grocery stores out of business. You already saw today when they announced this buyout, you know, Walmart, uh, Kmart, Kroger's, all the guys started hemorrhaging stock value. They all started dropping down. They already see the writing on the wall. Once Amazon fully takes this over and they start selling groceries, real full fresh produce groceries, and they're at your door within one to two days after you order them, 
people aren't going to go to the store anymore. Why are you going to go to the store, drive in traffic, stand in line, and go buy this when you can place your order a day early and have it delivered right to your house? And so that's pretty much where it's headed now, and they're doing it under the guise of being really clean, wholesome, healthy food with Whole Foods. But in essence, it's not going to be anything. In my opinion, I think the food's going to become even more compromised than it already has because Amazon has absolutely no care about quality. It's all about speedy delivery and the bottom line, essentially, on their profit margin. And that's, you know, uh, this is one area where uh, I'm not sure how it will look moving forward, specifically with the Amazon and and food. Um, And, and, you know, I really don't have to say this, but I will. uh, I know many people, probably, probably most of the people, definitely including myself, would much rather you know, support local farmers and, and growers of food uh, by going to our local grocery stores and, and uh, you know, where things are labeled organic or GMO and uh, buying, you know, the, the produce and the foods from there. I would never be comfortable with ordering foods online, maybe if it was like a specialty item like the Omaha steaks or uh, something like that, but to do all your grocery shopping online, I just, I don't know, that that would never, that wouldn't work for me. Uh, uh, and yet, I wouldn't trust yet, yet, but five years, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, five years, it's my bet that most people will think, I can't believe I ever had to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing you got to look at, too, is that I'm with you on that. I always support our local farmers. We have all types of different, you know, produce markets and stuff down here in Florida. It's great. We always try and support them the best we can. But, see, you got to think about it. Amazon now is pushing towards that lower demographic market as well. They just released two weeks ago that they were going to drop their prime cost in half to individuals that were basically at a lower income rate, and if they were in any type of SNAP or EBT or government assistance, they were going to qualify for half-rate prime, meaning they were going to get prime for like 69 or $59 a year now. What they're doing is they're going to try and market and target that 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 lower income demographic to try and boost the sales as fast as possible. And as you just said, Doug, you give it another four or five years, the rate we're going as far as people being so obsessed with convenience and making sure they have stuff right now. I mean, we have to deal with that in the office now. We've seen it. I call it the Amazon effect in the office. You know, four or five years ago, when we were shipping stuff out, we were all, I mean, we ship priority mail. We get stuff out quick. Most people have their packages within two to three business days. Further states, if it's a bigger box, it may take four or five days, sometimes a little bit longer if we're running low on inventory, but we usually are very fast with our shipping. Well, now we've seen with Amazon Prime, and a lot of times Prime's delivered within a day. You know, you order it Monday, it's there Tuesday morning because the facilities are popping up all over the country. We get people on a regular basis, customers that they place an order with us on Monday, and they call us up Tuesday and ask us why, where their order is. And we tell them, you know, like, hey, guys, we, we're a small company. We're a family-owned company. We appreciate your business. We thank you for your support. But we can only get it to you so fast. We're not Amazon. We're doing the best we can with the shipping rates that continue to climb every single year to get you your products as fast as physically possible. But Amazon's having a ripple effect on every single aspect of retail market 
throughout the globe, throughout the country, and now they're going into the grocery aspect of it. So I think for the time being, yes, there may be a little bit of resistance going into this market, but I truly believe in the long run, a lot of people, if they continue to allow Amazon to expand like they're doing, it's going to start taking over everything because of the convenience factor. People don't want to have to do anything anymore, and they want instant gratification. They want it now. And so that's what Amazon is betting on that the majority of the population over the next couple of years is going to start ordering all their groceries online. And, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong on that, and I tell everybody, support your local farmers, support your local grocery stores. Even if it's, you know, a bigger chain, support them over going and buying your stuff on Amazon all the time because all you're doing is making these guys incredibly more wealthy when their main goal is essentially to monopolize the entire market and own everything so then they can do anything they want to do, however they want to do it. And as I talked about a couple months ago, they did a $450 million deal with the CIA to house the CIA servers. So you guys know they're right in bed with them. There's no question about it that they're compromised as far as on any type of other things. They released the Amazon Echo that listens to you in your house. It'll ship stuff to you if you say, hey, Echo, send me a box of cookies. It'll send you cookies to your door and use your credit card. So this thing with Amazon's really getting spooky to me, and nobody really in the mainstream media even wants to talk about the negative side effects from it, which of course you expect that from the mainstream media, but here on your show and our show, I love to be super open and straightforward about all this stuff so people know exactly what's going on. Well, Austin, we are uh, up against the break. You've, you've filled the segment with the... Uh, I'm, still, I'm still listening like 15 <laughs> minutes ago. Um, my brain's like 15 minutes be... Yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Wow. <laughs> Good Pretty job, thank you, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. It was uh, very informative, and we look yeah, forward man. to having you back on in the in the future. Awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure being on the show with you. Thanks, it's a pleasure to have you. You have a great evening, folks. Thank we you, will be right. We will be right back after this short ne- ne- network break. Uh, I can't get my words out today. Short network break. We will be back with Dr. Ted Brewer on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. Uh, MasterPreps.com, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? 
Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Training Post in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either, but they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changewithwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. back as I believe it is uh you know we don't get a lot of of wins or uh, victories in public opinion when it comes to Christianity or fighting the insane liberal agenda there's a great article up on the daily caller about the St. Louis Cardinals hosting a Christian day and resisting LGBTQ outcry over the Christian day the St. Louis Cardinals resolved to host Lance Berkman as their Christian day speaker despite outcry from the LGBT community uh, there is some backlash growing to this and I was talking with Eric during the break I didn't know that um, baseball teams did this but they had a, a Christian day apparently it's a, a long-standing tradition and the speaker Lance Berkman uh, exposed his opposition to an ordinance in an interview explaining that his view of the ordinance of allowing uh, transgenders to use the, the bathroom of the, the gender they identify with, he's in opposition to this. Uh, and what he says is that uh, Berkman also blasted what he saw as indiscriminate tolerance and the harm it does to the U.S. To me, tolerance is the virtue that's killing this country, Amen. Berkman said. We're tolerant of everything. Everything is okay as long as you want to do it and as long as it feels good to you then it's perfectly acceptable to do it those are the kind of things that lead you down a slippery slope and you'll get in a trouble you'll get in trouble in a hurry the st louis pride issued a statement to the cardinals to express their opposition to berkman and request that the cardinals host a uh, gay pride night pride st louis is disappointed by the decision of the st louis cardinals to provide a public platform for berkman and individuals whose words and actions towards lgbt are divisive and demeaning 
We know the St. Louis Cardinals can do better, and we want to extend an offer to help them by co-organizing their official LGBT Pride Night at Bush Stadium. Oh, that sounds the like Cardinals a real stood by their party. original intentions and issued a statement of their own in defense of both Christian Day and Berkman. As an organization, the Cardinals have always been committed to bringing like-minded groups together to share in the unifying experience of the Cardinals baseball. We are an inclusive organization with social responsibility to be welcoming all types of people and organizations, and we will continue to reach out to every part of our community. We have hosted a variety of themed events like Christian Day, Jewish Community Night, Catholic Family Night, and etc. We are excited to announce that we will be hosting our first Pride Night later this season, uh, which will bring members of both sides of the community together to enjoy Cardinals baseball. The Christian Day is scheduled for July 30th. At least, at least they didn't back down uh, in hosting their their Christian Day, and they issued a statement saying they stand by the speaker of Christian Day as well as their uh, long tradition of Christian Day. So, uh, at least pretty interesting. It sounds like a good win. I also want to just uh, one other thing, Ted, and then we'll hit uh, two two things. Yeah, uh, seven U.S. sailors are unaccounted for after Navy destroyer collides with a ship off Japan. The Navy destroyer is the USS Fitzgerald, a 505-foot destroyer, and apparently it uh, there was a it crashed a ship into commercial or, uh, uh, or commercial a Jap- ship. Japanese ship. They crashed, <laughs> yeah, together. There was actually some reports that there was that sank came out earlier, but that was obviously uh, 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 just not seven correct. are missing. And then the other thing uh, which I find interesting is the uh, that Shakespearean play. Gateway pundits reporting that the uh, uh, protesters in Trump assassination play rush stage screaming Goebbels would be proud, and of course you know there we have it and 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 I, I contend that uh, we are in for we are Michael Savage said it the other day, um, in fact the day before the shooting that that uh, yep. we've reached a boiling point, and Ted Brower does talks about this with his son Austin on the radio program, uh, the uh, Ted and Austin Brower show. Heard daily on the Global Network, which is the place to be. And I'm going to thank him for his. Uh, we heard Austin. I mean, my goodness, and Ted, of course, uh, two great people, two great friends of the program. Lastly, and I did not know this. Can you believe this, folks? Colloidal silver, um, Health Masters carries it. I, I just want to tell you, it, it's. Did you find it, Ted? I did. It's 500 parts per million. Right. A natural antibiotic, great for infections. Contains colloidal silver. Right. Um, I, and bacteria cannot live in its presence. Silver 500 is a traditional mild silver protein with a particle size of 55.4 nanometers or 0.055 microns containing 69 micrograms of silver per 5 milliliters. I mean, this is a really strong stuff. I mean, most people out there, they're selling silver 10. So it's 10 parts per million. This is 500. This is 50 times stronger. So their pricing is about the same as ours, but you need 50 of their bottles to equal the amount you get on our product for the same price. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we have the highest quality stuff you can get on the market, and we love it. And we've been using colloidal silver at home for years. And I was me talking to Joe earlier in the beginning of the show. A lot of a lot of the guys got sick in the house this last month. And what I do is I take a Q-tip and I put it in the colloidal silver. I have two jars, one with Q-tips I use it, and the other without Q-tips. And I actually put it in there, and I actually wipe the inside of my nose out a couple times a day, and it pretty much kills any bacteria that gets into your nose. What else do you use that for, Ted? I'm just curious. I hear, I hear people talking about that. Well, yeah, be careful. Man, I'm not recommending this with anybody else's silver product. But what you can do with ours is so pure is you can take like a like a like a drop and put it in an eye cup and fill it full of distilled water. You can also use it as an eye wash, but do not do anything like that unless you check with your ophthalmologist or your right. 
toothbrush before you wash your eyes out. But I use it all the time for that. And in addition to that, I also, if I start getting a sore throat, I'll gargle with it and do that with that. But also, if you use the potassium iodide, 12.5 milligrams a day, along with vitamin C every day, along with D3, K2 every day, you really improve your immune system dramatically, and you don't have as many problems with common colds, et cetera. And even when somebody gets sick in the house and they're sneezing around you, I found that the colloidal silver, the swabbing your nose with that, helps to really, really ameliorate any type of problems associated with that, you know, getting a rhinovirus. Because, you know, colds go through your nose, through your eyes. So you've got to be careful not to touch your face or your eyes with your hands if they're not clean. And so if you're doing this, it really helps you to keep the inside of that nasal, that nasal passage clean. But I want to share one more thing about this thing with Amazon because I heard you and Austin talking about sure. it. Right now, people don't understand there are actually only about 10 corporations that have a monopoly on almost every single thing you buy at the supermarket. Food and water were once considered to be basic rights belonging to the individual. Sadly, this is no longer the case. The rights to food and water have been sold off to the highest bidder, commercialized, and turned into an industry. Uh, basically, some call it the you know the, the bane of our health and wellness. Others call it big food, big pharma. Big food only sells us food-like products at prices where they make profits. Perhaps if this industry was compromised, of uh, many small businesses were comprised of many small businesses, it wouldn't be so bad. But at least in Western society, most of almost all the food beverages we buy are owned and operated by just a handful of companies throughout the world. And this is going to be one of these companies. Going to be Amazon. In fact, this is an interesting article you can see it. Ten companies basically own all the food that we that we distribute globally. I can give you the names of the companies where they list them. And this this is what we're uh, this is what we're running against. I mean, we, you know, actually they've got them in a big graph that I can't read with my glasses. But some of them they're listing them are include Nestle, PepsiCo, Coca Cola, Unilever, Danone, General Mills, Kellogg's, Mars, Associated British Foods, Mondelez, and all of these companies make billions of dollars a year. And now they're going to add Amazon to that list. And like Austin said, with the buying power of Amazon, they're going to be able to force manufacturers down lower and lower in the pricing. They'll operate at smaller margins because they're not going to have as much plant and equipment to try to maintain. And they're going to put a lot of mom-and-pop shows out of the uh, out of business. Another article, the Food and Drug Administration caught again in manipulating the media to protect big pharma's profits. Evidence has recently been uncovered revealing that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration routinely manipulates the media to protect the agency's own interests, or more specifically, those of Big Pharma. Remember, guys, when these major corporations are owned through interlocking corporate directorships and stock purchases, which we're starting to see now with all these mergers and acquisitions, you know, a few key people, like the Dutch banker who came out last month, two months ago, and started talking about the pedophile network and the 8,000 people that pretty much run the entire planet, these are the guys that are controlling this. A lot of these guys are the Sabbatean Cabalas or people they brought in with the money supply. But again, just to drop $14 billion in an all-cash deal to buy Whole Foods, it's, it's mind-boggling that there's that much money out there that these guys have been able to acquire either through hook or by crook, I should say. I mean, I'm not accusing Amazon of doing any wrongdoing. I would never do that. But the point is that there are a lot of people out there who work in the banking sector, which they create money out of nothing, and they allow these guys to do these giant mergers with next to nothing as far as interest. And a lot of times they do it through stock purchases and revenue share streams. And what ends up happening is you start getting these major corporations controlling everything, Doug. And this is exactly what happened in the Weimar Republic with the international banking cartel in Germany in the 20s, which, of course, led to the rise of fascism in Germany and basically wanting to overthrow these bankers who had taken everything from the German people. So, guys, this is a problem. And the biggest thing they've done now in Europe to avoid having this happen again, they've been disarmed. 
they don't have the weapons that we have here in the United States. And Austin was talking about that in detail tonight also. And we have to make sure that we maintain our Second Amendment rights in this country. And we're going to have a huge bonus on our Second Amendment rights the day of the shooting here this week. So it's been interesting that that guy's name was on the list, like Austin was saying, in the guy's pocket as far as, I guess, one of the targeted individuals, I guess. Uh, here's another article that says how fluoride affects consciousness and the will to act. This is another interesting thing with fluoride. Remember, when you put fluoride into your body, you actually um, really decrease cognitive functioning. In fact, some studies have now shown that if you feed children fluoride water when they're young with their formula, it can drop their IQ points by up to 20 points. It makes them servile and infertile. It was used first in the concentration camps, again, in Nazi Germany, to make the inmates basically better and more productive as far as working because, remember, the primary use of the inmates in the concentration camps, those who weren't killed, was slave labor. That's why when Steven Spielberg accepted the Oscar for Schindler's List, he dedicated that movie to the 4.5 million people who were still alive in slave labor camps, you know, from the Nazis, you know, after the war, who were basically uh, released and basically uh, saved. And the crazy thing about this is, guys, I mean, a lot of these people, you know, they were drugged into submission by the use of fluoride. And always remember, guys, fluorine gas is nerve gas. It's sarin gas. I mean, this is some strong stuff. And you got to stay away from fluoride in any concentrations whatsoever. By the way, senators are questioning a sudden price increase, increase of, of uh, uh, overdose reversal drugs. I mean, the, the price went, Doug, from $650 to stop an overdose for heroin to 4500 This is crazy. More than 30 U.S. senators, including U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand from New York, have sent letters requesting answers from the pharmaceutical company that reportedly raised the price of its opioid, opioid overdose reversal medication by nearly $4,000. I mean, this is nuts. And this is what they're doing because they know that this opioid epidemic has become basically uh, it's all over the country. I mean, thousands and thousands of people dying. Uh, depression now is the number one worldwide cause of disease and disability. We already talked about that earlier. And here's another interesting article. It says that depopulation agenda is the only explanation why expensive mainstream medicine is so lethal. I mean, think about this for a second. Why in the world do we do so many tests and so many drugs on so many people that kill people? I mean, look at these side effects of these drugs, Doug, Joe, that you'll see on the evening news, which kind of pretty much runs the news now. And they're giving you the 14 side effects of this arthritis drug that includes sudden death and cardiac arrest. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that we're promoting drugs that these have these horrible, horrible types of side effects, and we're saying that the population needs to be taking these drugs in order to stay healthy, when the truth is you need to be in a good relationship with God, a good relationship with your family, you need to have a much lower level of stress, and you need to be taking good supplements and eating clean. That's how you stay healthy, you exercise. That's what we've taught people for 37 years at healthmasters.com, and that's why we know it works. I mean, my gosh, I'm 61 years old. I feel absolutely great, and I don't take any prescription drugs ever. You know, I just don't do that. I mean, every once in a while, I've got a painkiller that I use if my back is twisted because of the back surgery I had, but I'm talking a couple times a year for something like that. So it's just really important that people understand that you don't have to live on prescription drugs every day of your life. You really don't have to. Here's another article. It says, why is the medical community surprised with the sudden rise of childhood inflammatory bowel disease? Guys, it goes right back to the GMOs. It goes right back to all of the chemicals they're putting into the food supply. And it goes right back into basically poisoning 
all of these kids at a very, very young age causing massive, massive inflammation in these kids. You can see this article. Statins are the greatest medical fraud of all time. We already covered that earlier in the show. And, and basically what I wanted to do is just let everybody know that, you know, you know, we appreciate all the listeners with Hagman and Hagman. We thank you guys for listening to our show and listening to Sheila and Dave Hodges and Doug and Joe and me. And we're here for you guys. And I want to thank you so much for getting your multiple vitamins from us. I want to thank you so much for supporting Doug and Joe and going to the Facebook, to the, uh, the PayPal page and, and you know, and, and donating money to the Hagman show every single month. I know a lot of you guys are doing that. You're doing five, 10, 15, 20, hundred thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a month. And Joe and Doug greatly appreciate that. And when you guys get your multiple vitamins from us and your children's vitamins from us, it makes a huge difference for us too because it allows our type of programming to continue. Because remember, we're not getting funded through the National Endowment of the Arts. <laughs> I mean, they're not giving us money. Uh, you know, we're not getting funding through tax dollars. Uh, we're getting funded because of the goodwill of the folks and our sponsors. So, guys, I want to thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening tonight. And I want to thank you again for supporting the Hagmans and supporting my broadcast and the other ones that I mentioned uh, because we love you guys. And if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here, Doug. And so what else are we going to talk about? I don't know, Ted. we got about uh, uh, 11 minutes left before the end of the show. There are um, a few interesting stories. In the beginning of the show, I mentioned to you about the um, the London Tower fire and some of the uh, angry protesters that were going on there. We still haven't heard a cause about uh, what caused this fire. There are reports that it was a, a faulty fridge. Some people believe that the fire could be st- could have been started. We don't know how many people have died. But there's a an interesting article on HagmanReport.com that shows, uh, it's titled, Opposite of 9-11, two buildings in 48 hours engulfed in flames neither collapse into its own footprint obviously making reference to uh, building seven and i think that's a a pretty interesting uh, write-up but um and and but the the real story from there today is uh the leadership in london and the uk are talking about seize they should seize the houses of the rich people to house the, the people who lost their homes in the fire yeah, that sounds like a good idea. The unoccupied homes, however. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, unoccupied homes. And apparently there was also uh, a contract done where there was remodeling done on this uh, building a few years ago. They never updated. There's no sp- sprinkler system or, or um, and it was it was done in a way that was it was done cheaply, apparently. So the I'm- residents there are angry, but apparently there's a lot of immigrants and refugees who are in these apartment complex, which is going to make it difficult to, to reach a proper death toll. Because many of these people sublet their apartments to other people who are illegals, and there could be up to ten people in one apartment, you just don't know. But it's a it's a rough situation over there. Well, you know, I, I saw another article today which talked about it from a different perspective, from basically a real estate perspective, and they said the area that the property is in it needs to be redeveloped because it's worth so much, and that they wanted these guys out of these buildings were pretty much antiquated. And then they related it back to 9-11 with the trade towers that were filled with asbestos. It was going to require billions of dollars to clean the asbestos out of the two trade towers. They were giant, basically pink elephants that nobody knew what to do with. And then Silverstein came in and bought the towers for pennies on the dollar, took out a double policy on them as far as for terrorism, and ended up collecting billions of dollars to basically rebuild a new facility. And a lot of people are now saying that it's the same thing that happened with 9-11, part of the reason as far as getting rid of the towers and also with this building is they want the land for further development and they want to get these immigrants out 
Now, whether that's true or not, I have absolutely no idea. Would it surprise me that's why they did this? Absolutely not. These guys who are running the global deal right now, these are some wicked people. These are a lot of, these are a lot of really deep-seated mafia groups, and they don't really care about human life. These Sabbatean Kabbalists, they don't care about anybody but themselves and, and basically uh, furthering their cause with Lucifer. And so when we understand that these guys are actually in charge of a lot of the stuff that happens around us, we begin to realize that there's usually an alternative motive for the things that we're seeing. And, of course, the real estate being a pink elephant over there needing to be completely torn down and remodeled and the property value being so high in that area could explain a lot. Now, that means it could have been arson. I have absolutely no idea. All I know is that we had a tremendous loss of life again. I feel so sorry for those families. And, again, I want to mention this. I mentioned this on our show. Notice the steel and concrete tower did not fall down. If I cannot find any research of any steel and concrete tower that was built with modern architectural design that has been caught, that has caught on fire, that has burned, that has collapsed in its own footprint like the Trade Towers did or Building 7, particularly Building 7, which was indeed the smoking gun of 9-11, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it was. And we had the the fire in, in, uh, I believe it was Saudi Arabia last year, maybe around New Year's, uh, twenty coming into 2016, that the whole thing went up just like the London fire did. And that's the, I used an image of, um, when I posted the article in Hagman Report, an image from September 11th where they actually showed Building 7 saying it was collapsed. And, yeah, no, it was a no-steel building has ever collapsed due to fire from before 9-11 or after 9-11. And, obviously, the Building 7 did not collapse due to fire on 9-11, um, you know, we have had Richard Gage on Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth uh, a number of times, and uh, he has an organization where engineers and uh, architects have come together to talk about how it's physically impossible, scientifically, for Building 7 to have fallen the way the official government reports say it did, and that well, much we know. And I also remember Silverstein, Silverstein said, he said, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, 30 minutes before the building came down, he said, we've decided, I've told them to go ahead and pull Building 7, which is a term used in demigra- you know, demolition, that they're going to implode the building. Now, the only reason that could have happened is that that building had been pre-wired before 9-11, because you can't pre-wire a building while floors on the building are on fire and while you have all these rescue vehicles running around. You can't go put demolition charges in a building that large in a matter of a few hours. It's not possible. It mm-hmm. takes longer than that to, to demo a building properly to make it fall into its own footprint. And the building fell into its own footprint. So now we have to assume that that building was pre-wired with demolition and with basically thermite or whatever they were using to cut the big columns to bring it down into its own footprint. And, of course, we see the squibs coming out from the Building 7 as soon as it starts making the blow. I mean, the whole thing with 9-11, it shows the incredible, how should I say this, naivety of the United States population to believe these stories. Even 16, 17 years later now, we have people who still believe those buildings came down who don't even know about Building 7 whatsoever. I mean, it's absolutely crazy, you know, what they do and what they believe, but it's what they believe and what they, and they know because they don't know any better because, again, their minds have been dumbed down with statin drugs, with tricyclic antidepressants, with serotonin reuptake inhibitors, with, with fluoride, and, they've, and we gave you the Bible verse earlier about how the minds of the unbeliever have been clouded, and this is how they've done this. They've done this through their pharmacia. They've done this through their drugs. They've done this through their TV. They've done this through the flicker rates that Austin talked about earlier with the theta and alpha brainwaves that are put into the, that basically that are created from watching that TV kind of mesmerizes you, kind of puts you into a, 
you know, a hypnotic state. And then you start believing all of these things these guys are saying. And sadly, guys, the vast majority of the population of the United States, well over 50%, uh, still believes that, you know, it's okay. And it's not okay because, guys, you know, we've got a country that's basically given itself over to entitlements. Through, and we've gone, we, they pretty much have done what they taught them to do with the Cloward and Piven. And now we have a situation in which we have an entire country that is addicted to government welfare. You know, over 50 million people now, let's just on food stamps alone under, under Obama, and it hasn't changed, and it's not going to get any better. Because quite frankly, once you start giving these entitlements out to people, it's very difficult to get them off of the lifetime entitlements because they simply incorporate that into their lifestyle, and they never try to adjust the lifestyle down in order not to have to take those entitlements any longer because they're expecting the government handout. And that's why they've been able to break us into the haves and the have-nots, into the aggressors and the victims. And so now we have a situation which, like you said, Doug, you know, Savage has talked about it. Pat Buchanan has talked about it. Rush Limbaugh has talked about it. You know, all of these top talk show hosts, including you, and all of you guys, we're all talking about it, even, even Gerald Salente, that this is going to be an interesting summer as far as when the heat really starts piling on and what's going to happen in all of these cities. We've already seen this one shooting now. And how many more of these boys are they going to find? They're going to wind up and turn loose like this with lists in their pocket of who to shoot. Absolute nuts as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And, and uh, you look at Kathy Griffin, you know, holding the uh, uh, depiction of the, well, the decapitated head of Donald Trump. Yeah. The, the civility. We've lost the civility uh, of our of our people. The people have lost their, their civility. Well, look we, at what's we, happening in Canada. Not to interrupt you. No, that, no that's fine. The, uh, the bill... It is Bill C-16 that was passed yesterday. Uh, Canada passed a law Thursday making it illegal, illegal, to use the wrong gender pronouns. Canada's Senate bill passed Bill C-16, which puts gender identity and gender expression in both the country's human rights code as well as the hate crime category. You see, everything's going to be a hate crime. It's either a he or a she. Either have one of the things that dangle or you don't. And and now you can go to jail. I mean, these people are allowed to, you know, I'm a boy today, I'm a girl tomorrow. It's one o'clock, I'm a girl. It's two o'clock, I'm a boy. So you don't, if you don't keep up to date with their, uh, identify, their their self-identified sexuality and, and, you know, you miss identify them by calling them a he when she wants to be called a she, you can really go to jail for this and it's considered a hate crime. I don't yeah, care what. We're, 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 uh, it's screwed up, man. Yeah. Ted, Ted, talk to us, man. Screwed up. Well, it's, it's just it's, it's the Luciferian way. It's to turn everything upside down that God has made us. The Bible says in the latter times, what is good will be evil, what will be evil will be good. Everything will be flipped upside down. This is exactly the teachings of Aleister Crowley. I mean, this is exactly what they did with the Sabbateans in the 1600s. I mean, with Sabbatay Levi. I mean, this is their teaching. This is what they want. This is who they are. They want to destroy God's creation. Because remember, guys, it's interesting when you think about it like this. When God made man, he made man in his image. Now, we're the only person, only beings that we know on this universe that are made in God's image. Now, we don't know anyone else. There may be somebody else. I don't know. But we, we know we're in his image. Well, when he made us in his image, Lucifer just basically got really bent out of shape because, you know, he was told that he was going to have to basically bow down to man. And he was going to have to listen to man. So he was angry about this. And so he rebelled because, number one, he wasn't the person who was created in God's image. So he, number one, he, 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 he wants to be you. That's the problem. And number two is he wants to kill you. And so what he did, he came to this planet, you know, with the fallen ones. It talks about this in the book of Enoch. 
And it also talks about it in Genesis chapter 6. And he started breeding with God's creation. And they left off their, they, they took off the cloak and the, of where they had come from. And they started basically breeding with human beings, creating the Nephilim. And these species, these things that were being created, were to cause an abomination in God's creation. And God had enough of it. And he flooded the planet in Genesis chapter 6. So not only do they hate you, they want to be you. These demons, these fallen angels, these things that basically are from another origin. And see, God tells us that we have extraterrestrials. They're called angels and demons. He already tells us that these things aren't from around here. So if they ever do a disclosure for you as Christian, you should already realize that you already knew about this thousands of years ago when the Bible was written. So guys, it's part of what we are and who we are. We've got to realize this battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against all of these principalities and all these high places, these other dimensions that are seeking to destroy you and destroy this planet and destroy God's creation. That's what the chemtrails are all about. That's what the Morgellons is all about. That's what all of this stuff's all about, Doug, because they don't have the same level of ethics that we have because they're a bunch of sociopaths and psychopaths, and they've literally been bred that way not to have any feelings about how they think. And some of them consider themselves to be the benign de Nephilim, sons of the fallen, the actual progeny of Lucifer himself and the fallen angels, and carrying his bloodline forward. I mean, these guys really believe this stuff, and whether you believe they are, it's true or not, doesn't make any difference. These guys believe it, and they're willing to die for That's it. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what we believe. It's what they believe mm-hmm. that they consider important, and, and we're just uh, nothing to them. Ted, thank you so much, man, for your uh, uh, for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. it. Really a great program. Austin as well. Oh, I loved Austin, yeah. And and I'm still stunned. You, you have a colloidal silver at healthmasters.com. <laughs> you guys got everything. That's great stuff. Uh, Doug5 is the coupon code, healthmasters.com. That's the website. Good friends of the program. Uh, Ted Austin Brower, Sharon Brower, uh, good people. And I'll tell you something, uh, support them by buying their products. At least their ultimate multiple. You're going to feel a lot better. Their uh, vitamin B products, man, they're great. Vitamin B is great stuff. I, oh, all their stuff is great. Ted, thank you, man. Bless you guys. Again, love your audience. Thank you guys so much for supporting both the Hagmans and us. And we appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Ted. Don't forget, watch the website. Go ahead. Yeah, keep your eye on, on HagmanReport.com as well. We will, I will be on Dave Hodge's show. Yes, he will. On Sunday. And then next, on Monday, before we come back on air, uh, both my, my father and I will be on Pastor Paul Begley's show from 1 to 2, The Coming Apocalypse with Pastor Paul Begley. And I'll be on Monday, the, 1 to 2. And I'll be on Alex Jones next week. I'm not sure which day. I, I, I think uh depends on, you know, Megan Kelly wants to get me first. I'm not sure. Did <laughs> I say right. that? I don't know. Never mind. Have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, enjoy Father's Day.